This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live the Lead Patrol. We're on Lead Patrol tonight. Waiting for Tucker Carlson and his segment on how the wokes are trying to take the lead out of the baby, out of the baby food. Because <laughs> it's it's good for them apparently. Lead is high in potassium and lead. I don't know. I don't have anything. I'm stunned by the fact that I'm finding out as we're coming on that. Remember, remember last night we, we showed that Jimmy Dore tweeted out um, as as if he was from like a, one of his sock puppet accounts and it actually had to it actually happened to be his, his real account. So Jimmy Dore tweeted, imagine ignoring that the Surf's TV had to lie to make Jimmy look like a right winger when in fact he said the opposite of what they claimed just because you hate Jimmy and have no character at all. Imagine. And then the surfs replied, You're Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy Dore retweeted this. Jimmy Dore retweeted Jimmy Dore pretending to be Jimmy Dore. I had a meme up here, but this saga with Jimmy Dore was funnier to me. Okay, this was pretty funny too. Constantine uh, tweeted out in uh, October of 2019. This is what I imagine the 2020s will be like. And boy, boy, were they right. He was replying from his sock. What's up, Carve Pax? Give Pax a shout out for me, please. Good evening, Warlord Porg. Sky Comet. He may not even be here yet. Clinically, clinically was here like 10 minutes early. I just happened to have uh, Twitch open. Was like, I'll reply back to clinically. What's up, peeps? Peeps and freaks. Yeah, this is uh, this is what the 2020s are like. Uh, an Uber driver on a bicycle, Uber Eats, in front of a a car that's on fire, just something that's on fire in an alleyway in the distance. All people look like they're just going about their lives. <laughs> Need to add the dude, the this is fine dude. I don't even know if it's a dude, it's some kind of cartoon character. I'm shook. I don't know what's going on. Republicans coming for the lead and the and the baby food. That's not the only thing we're going to... That's not the only absurd thing I'm going to tell you about tonight. That's, that's what this show is known for, right? Just I bring you the absurdity of the news daily. The absurdity of the news. George Santos says he met with Jeffrey Epstein... And he knows that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That's the thing. I, I've not gotten to talk about this dude like one night. I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to have to talk about him every night. 
but just every day it's something it's something new and wild progressive on good evening so uh kevin mccarthy says he will indeed uh kick santos off his committees he's found to have broken the law but mccarthy kicked eric swalwell Adam Schiff, Ilan Omar, off their committees, and they did not break the law, which is odd to me. We're going to get an update in the Brian Koberger case. Conflict of interest with the lawyers. The dude was having intimate meetings with the police before he murdered anybody. Got a really sad story of a woman in Florida. I believe she had a murder-suicide pact with her mentally ill and terminal husband. Apparently she killed him and then couldn't go through with offing herself. This was supposed to be something probably out of love and kindness. Unfortunately, I have a video of a standoff with police that ensued from this. I'm very pro-euthanasia. People should be uh, allowed to do the assisted suicide when they feel time. There might have been... The dude was apparently mentally ill, so there might have been... Some legal wrangling about whether you could even consent to that or not, but like we definitely need to look at changing the laws, so and maybe it wouldn't even apply to this case. But fucking, fu- and of course, it happened in Florida. All shit happens in Florida. In Louisiana, which is also a pretty wild state, if you guys didn't know, there were some kids. I shouldn't call them a kids. I shouldn't call them kids. They're college students accused of raping a young woman she apparently runs runs away from from the crime scene and ends up getting struck by a car and dies those fucks were in court today and they presented a video that they thought would exonerate them apparently the judge says it incriminates them I have wild rumors about Matt Gates, which I want you to take with a grain of salt, but we're going to talk about them nonetheless. Bill Maher had a rant about pronouns on his show with, uh, who's the gay Republican guy, the log cabin Republican guy, Andrew Sullivan. I hear all about the wokes. Elon Musk. After all the revelations from the Twitter files about how uh, Twitter was working in concert with the government. The government of Narendra Modi in India asked Twitter to remove a documentary that the BBC had produced. Elon did it. Twitter is facing complaints in Germany over the prevalence of neo-Nazis on their fucking platform. 
Facebook letting, speaking of which, Facebook letting Trump back on. I mean, that's the reason why I have the stories back to back. It's tech and it's also, you know, the same fucks. Sword-wielding man attacks church in southern Spain, killing the caretaker and injuring four others. See, okay, like, if that's not, if that's not the best, uh, and this was Warlord posting that in the Discord that wasn't actually on my notes. If that's not the best goddamn, um, if that's not the best argument for gun reform, I don't know what is. We get more insane stories like that. Sword-wielding man, which automatically makes the story way cooler. (laughs) It evokes a funnier image in my head. Um, I would say that the person with an uh, an AR or an AK, I would say that they are cowards. Whereas the person with the sword has an an aura of being cool about them. They're a sword-wielding man. Everyone looks infinitely cooler with a sword in their hands, right? Not only are you likely to kill far less people, one dead, four injured, as opposed to ten dead, as we saw in uh, Monterey, seven in Moon Bay, Half Moon Bay. We're going to get updates on, on, on those stories. The Yakima shooting. I don't know if uh, the police have caught the suspect yet, but uh, we have details about the suspect in the Yakima shooting. But we, if gun reform gets us stories like sword-wielding man attacks a church. Not gunman goes in and mows down 30 people. Sword-wielding man attacks a church. Kills one, injures four. It's, it's a much more interesting story. It's a much more interesting sight. I'd much rather see a man wielding a sword run down the street than a man with an AK or an AR. That's just me, though. That's just me. Otto, good evening. Derby Diesel. Three people were killed at a convenience store in Yakima, Washington. Yesterday? Really getting all these shootings confused. I'm the news guy. I'm trying to keep you updated on what's going on. We'll get get the update on that one. Guy Comet, good evening. I love you so much. I'm so glad to see you. I even shouted you out before you even got here. I tried to be preemptive about it. Echoplex. Somebody give producer Dave a shout out. Trying to catch up with everybody. I was looking at my notes. Yeah, help me 911 operator. There's a man running down the street with a rapier. Piercing hearts at a rapid rate. <laughs> oh god, I uh, I got salty in Echoplex's chat last night. Uh, I go in there, producer Dave puts me in charge of the chat when he leaves to go refill his drink, and I'm like accosting people. I'm like, everybody in here is following me. You heard me. I'm the commander of the chat. So if you're if you're not following me, you better be following me. Went over went over to my dashboard. Nobody had followed me. I started calling out people I didn't recognize their names. 
<laughs> Went to the chat list. Katana. If I give you a, 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 if I give you an emote, you shouldn't. I said I was abusive, and I told you it was a bad idea when you did it. I'm honest and self-aware about it. If I if I make an emote that says like "Chat Commander" and has my face, <laughs> will, you, will you put it in the rotation? <laughs> Chat Commander. Commander of the chat. What do we got you guys called in the in the troll chat over here? It's uh, troll patrol captains, aren't you? You troll. Which is a higher rank, a captain or a commander? Captain, isn't it? Or is it a commander? I don't fucking know. Uh, and then I got more shit to talk about. You, Geraldo pulls out a gun. Ben Shapiro's gonna tell you about guns. We're gonna talk about tanks in Ukraine, and, uh, Rand Paul's gonna say some shit. All that and more on the Troll Patrol. <laughs> Just kind of quit putting in effort there halfway through the, the rundown. Oh, well, it's the top shit. That was the top news. I was just like, oh, well, you guys are going to hear about that shit. I don't know that it's a higher rank than captain, though. Commanders control minis, you see? See, a commander is a um, higher rank. That's what I thought. I am the click commander. You live in sexual anarchy? Still none of my new emotes approved uh, by Twitch. Really pissing me off. Freak Frontier. Sassy, good evening. Deputy Chief. Sounds like it would be below a commander. Deputy Chief kind of sounds wussy, doesn't it? A chief is above a commander? I would have thought a commander was above a chief. These military rank things confuse me. I'm not a fan of the, the hierarchies. Hierarchies piss me off. Up yours, woke moralists. Up yours. We'll see who cancels who. Oh, like the tribal chief. Acknowledge him. Mr. Balls. Emperor in your service of Rome. I salute, I salute thee. Uh, yeah, I was thinking like I want something that's a shofar like the majority report has. And I, I was thinking maybe, maybe we'll make it the, um... The Final Fantasy. The God, what is that? It has a name. Battle, victory, victory fanfare. Dun, 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 dun. Hierarchies are for the weak. 
exactly right. We're not weak around here. Do you know what we do around here? We kick authority, He's kicking in, the authority balls. in the balls. At least we try to. We try to. Uh, content warning. Starting out tonight with the heavy shit. Uh, going to Half Moon Bay where the uh, shooter made his first court appearance today. California Terror Gardens, which says it operates the farm where this happened. They say Zhao lived at the mushroom farm for seven years at one of the shooting scenes where four of the victims were killed. There were three mobile homes and six trailers on the property. Where he was a disgruntled worker. The, suspect. the spokesperson said Zhao was eligible to work in the U.S. and had a social security card and a driver's license. Authorities say he legally purchased a semi-automatic handgun to carry out the rampage. Yesterday, Congresswoman Anna Eshu had these disturbing details about what happened. The farm workers, they were killed with purpose, with intent, execution style. In this community, California and the country is reeling from it. It's sad, Sharon Osborne. had no known criminal history in San Mateo County, but yesterday the San Francisco Chronicle reported there was a restraining order filed against him in Santa Clara County in 2013, according to court documents. He looks mean. A former co-worker at a San Jose restaurant accused him of trying to suffocate him and threatening to kill him. That order has since expired. So joining me now live, former longtime Congresswoman Jackie. No, we, we're not talking about that just yet. Hold on. Didn't even give us the update that we wanted. Farm worker accused of killing seven people in a mass shooting at two Half Moon Bay mushroom farms was charged Wednesday with seven counts of murder, one count of attempted murder. Zhu Zhao, 66, made his first court appearance on Wednesday but did not enter a plea. Two attorneys appointed through private defender program in San Mateo County did not immediately respond to calls and emails seeking comment. Zhao's next appearance has been scheduled for February 16th when he is expected to enter a formal uh, plea. Zhao has lived in the United States for at least a dozen years. He had legal paperwork. It was California's third mass shooting in eight days, including the killing of 11 in Monterey Park. Oh, the death toll has risen. I'm sorry. I said 10 earlier. It's 11 in Monterey Park in Los Angeles. Followed the killing of a teenage mother, her baby, and six others at a home in Tulare County in the Central Valley. Visuals discussed, and I, I do not believe that they have caught a suspect in that killing yet. That was like a believed to be gang activity related killing. Very much execution style. Apparently, the mother was holding the baby. Fucking sick. Hours after the Half Moon Bay shooting, multiple people were shot and one person was killed in Oakland during a music video shoot at a gas station near Mills College. I didn't even hear about that one. That's, that is how common it is here in the United States. I don't even fucking hear about them and I do a nightly news show. Just another day.
And that is a symptom, Sharvey. We live in a society that is is brutal. We live in a society. I even think I have the meme. It's just it's it's brutal the expectations we have of people and there's no help. I can't imagine why maybe I don't have the meme. Oh there it is. There it is. We live in a society. Shootings every minute, absolutely. We have more mass shootings than we've had days in this month by a large margin. Like 1.5 a day. I liked it better when I watched it the second time. Watching it the first time in the midst of all the the backlash to it and everything I think kind of tainted me. Also, I fell asleep. I fell asleep during it. Didn't really catch the middle part. So watching it again, I enjoyed it a lot more. <coughs> I like his I like his mom an awful lot. The woman from like Six Feet Under and American Horror Story. She's really good. We live in a society that pushes people to the brink. That you're barely scraping fucking by. Everything's too expensive. It's too expensive to live. All up and down the comments on Facebook, people are like, um, "Well, if you want, if you want fifteen dollars an hour, you should have to work for it. Fifteen dollars an hour is just what it costs to live anywhere. At least some states, it's not even enough. It's not even enough. If everybody is armed and loaded, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Arm the children. Arm the drag queens. What could go wrong?" Come on, man. Also, red, white, and blue. Welcome. Evening, my friend. Yagama shooting suspect had a history of drug use and a collection of weapons. Jared Lawrence Haddock. The suspect in Tuesday morning's triple homicide at a Yakima convenience store sank deep into drug use and was acting crazy the past few months. His mother told police... Security footage from the store shows Haddock went to the Circle K around 3.30 a.m. on Tuesday and shot two people, Nikki Godfried, 40, and Roy Nob Jr., 65, inside the store before going outside and shooting Jeffrey Howlett, 54, as he sat in his Chevrolet Tahoe at the gas pumps. According to the probable cause affidavit supporting his arrest on charges of first-degree murder in the incident, Haddock's mother told police that she believed her son was involved in the shooting and that his car with gunshot damage was at her West Birchfield Road home. She also identified her son as the gunman after viewing the store video footage. Yakima SWAT, uh, uh, prompting a Yakima SWAT response that lasted several hours. Haddock, 21 found with a self-inflicted gunshot wound near Target and was pronounced dead around 3.15 p.m. Haddock's mother also told police that her son had been a methamphetamine user for three years and that his drug use had gotten worse in the past month. That her son, who had been acting crazy, had a handgun as well as access to two long guns, including an AK-47-style rifle. 
Chain events appear to start when the suspect locked himself out of his car. Video footage from the Circle K and nearby businesses showed a sedan pulled into the Acro station at the northeast corner. 2.55 a.m., a person got out. That person went back to the car but was not able to get in from either side. After appearing to talk to another driver, uh, driver who pulled in, the person from the car again tried the doors and then went to the Circle K around 3 a.m. where video showed he walked around, appearing excited with his phone in his hand for less than a minute before leaving. He went back to the Acro and uh, Arco and hung around and the parking lot before going back to Circle K around 3.30 a.m. Uh, but this time he came with a handgun. In the video, he began firing at Godfrey and Nob as he walked toward them. He continued to fire as they fell to the floor. He replaced the magazine in his gun, shot Godfrey several more times, and then left toward the gas pumps. At the pumps, video footage showed that he went to the Tahoe and fired several shots into the driver's side window before heading east. He was then seen again at the Arco parking lot where he shot out the window of the car before getting in and leaving. Weaking or having a come down and couldn't get into his car. Locked himself out of his car and freaked. Did he have the handgun on him the whole fucking time? It wasn't in the car, apparently. Well, that's something. I tell you what's also something. Raldo Rivera. Raldo got his guns out. I'm sorry, gun. Got his gun out. Happened last night on Hannity. Let's see what Geraldo's got to say. Hold on, people. Hold on, hold on. By the way, AR is Armor Light Rifle, which is the original design. Who gives a shit? Just to let everybody in our audience know, let me let me just stop you here. And that is, you will see that in in comment sections all the time. Is like, oh, liberals don't even know what AR means. Who gives a goddamn googly fuck? What? Why would that matter? It doesn't mean assault rifle. Who fucking cares? What if I kill all the golfers? <laughs> anyway, back to the video. Why would it why would it matter? Why would it matter? Hold on. People. Hold on, hold on. By the way, AR yeah. is Armalite Rifle, which is the original design company. Armalite. Just to, just to But I mean there were people in his crowd that was like, yeah, he said it, get him Hannity, hook, hook, hook. Let everybody in our audience know. Let me let me just stop you here. Hold no, on. it was it, it was to affirm your audience. Rifle. That's not what it is. Have you? I you said probably have not, I said it. It probably, is an assault rifle. You, you probably have have not fired one and compared and contrasted it to other weapons. The reality is is whether it's a pistol, whether it's a rifle. Um, America's Second Shotgun. Amendment is clear: the right of the people to keep and to bear arms shall not be infringed. Now. 
Here you have how the, many the, is too here, many? Here you have the how likes of Gavin many? Newsom. He is surrounded by armed guards. Hollywood elite are surrounded by That's armed guards. That's Geraldo Rivera. The people that and make this country nominally, I guess, a liberal right to defend themselves and their family and their property, and by people trying to take away that right from them, they are denying them the very security that they, the elite, have. Give me, give Why would right. you support that? that right. And what would you do if somebody broke into this, your? Give me that what would you do if somebody this broke is, into your this home? Is, this is what this oh is boy. what this is what weapons look like. This is what they look like when the Second Amendment was. You're gonna get arrested this in New York for having like. that. I'm just is, warning you and right I'll, now. I'll let everyone in the country. I'll you you want to own this? You could own this. You could own right. this. You could load it. You could do <laughs> whatever cute. you want with it. And this, what what you don't want, what you don't want though, and I can ride them work in a horse, of on a horse if you want. Let me guess. The hell out of people think. Like Alec Baldwin, it'll go off without pulling the trigger. I understand. Uh, that's your thought. But the reality is, what do you do if somebody? There's a lot of right wingers that bitch about Alec Baldwin. Was like, you treat a gun even if it's not loaded. You treat like he's on a fucking movie set. He's supposed to be pointing it at somebody. He's acting. Not that I'm taking Baldwin's side or anything. I don't think Baldwin was... I, I Involuntary manslaughter is probably... Is he facing that charge because he was a producer of the movie? Not so much that he was the one that, that pulled the trigger. Safety precautions weren't followed. That's That's the issue. I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know, Pork. I don't know. Let's get a let's get somebody who you know has fired a lot of guns, made a lot of pussies wet. Get his opinion on it. It's Ben Shapiro is going to tell us about uh, guns. He's going to tell us about the gun debate. Folks have been claiming that this has to do with the prevalence of guns in the United States, but it's hard to make that link considering what's happening in California. And here is the rule. If there is a link that if there is a mass shooting that cannot be explained by white supremacy or white ring rhetoric, it immediately turns into a gun control narrative. We don't bother to look into the motive. We don't bother to look into any other factor. We don't look into mental illness. That's because the media have a stake in the gun control narrative, which is why you have articles like the one from Eugene Robinson over at The Washington Post in response to shootings in California, one of the more gun controlled states in America. Eugene Robinson says the only way to stop senseless mass shootings, you know the answer. The answer, of course, is the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. The common factor always is the gun. There's one way the mass shootings yeah. Saturday in Monterey Park, California, could have been prevented. One way that all mass shootings and individual shootings and gun suicides can be prevented. Keep deadly firearms out of the hands of those who would use them to kill. Okay, well, the problem is yes. we don't know who would use them to kill all the time. We all agree. People who are... I've said it a million times. Like, just most people have no business owning a gun... I can. I didn't. I didn't put it on the list, but I'm going to show you yet another story that illustrates like this idea that most people are responsible gun owners just isn't a thing. It doesn't exist. Popped into my head here. There's no such thing as a responsible gun owner. Man shot and killed after dog steps on a loaded gun. Most people are fucking stupid. Most people are fucking stupid. Most people have no business owning a gun. Man shot and killed after dog steps on loaded gun. Arm arm the puppies. 
We have a local news hit on this. On uh, he was killed in a hunting-related accident as a 30-year-old. Uh, it was 30-year-old Ada uh, Joseph Austin Smith. The deadly shooting was caused by a dog stepping on a gun. About all we know. Most people are not responsible enough to own a gun. It's like the the fucking parents of the of the uh, six year old. We're gonna talk about that one here in a second. They said they secured their gun. No, you fucking did. Gun control narrative, which is why you have articles like the one from Eugene Robinson over at the Washington Post in response to shootings in California, one of the more gun controlled states in America. Eugene Robinson says the only way to stop senseless mass shootings, you know the answer. The answer, of course, is the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. The common factor always is the gun. There's one way the mass shooting Saturday in Monterey Park, California could have been prevented. One way that all mass shootings and individual shootings and gun suicides can be prevented, keep deadly firearms out of the hands of those who would use them to kill. Okay, well, the problem is you don't know who would use them to kill all the time. We all agree. People who are Most people shouldn't have guns. I just said it. A run. What's going on, my friend? With guns. I probably fucked your name up again. Out, no one would want those people to own guns. If there are a way to weed out people who are mentally ill, it'd be great to weed out people who are violently mentally ill from owning a gun. However, saying the gun is the major factor it in is. violence is sort of like saying that money is the major factor in, in embezzlement. Yes, it is a vital tool for achieving the crime, but also it happens to be used for a lot of other things that are legal and necessary. But the left-wing view always and forever is that if there is an evil person who does something terrible with a gun, all the people who are law-abiding have to have their guns removed from them, which is exactly... That's called a straw man. Shelly, good evening. Ben Shapiro is supposed to be logical. Content warning again. This is just a heartbreaking story. Teacher shot by six-year-old texted a dire warning to a loved one before she was wounded. In late morning, Warner went to school administrators. It was entirely preventable if the school administrators responsible for school safety had done their part and taken action. The lawyer for Abigail Zwerner, the first grade teacher shot by a six-year-old student, announcing she intends to sue the Newport News School District. As well they you should. And Abby was shot. She laid out a timeline of the day of the shooting, saying late morning Zwerner went to school administrators to report that the boy had threatened to beat up another student. But she said nothing was done. About 12.30, she said a second teacher, concerned the child had a gun, searched his backpack and finding nothing warned an administrator, she believed the boy put the gun in his pocket. Then after 1 p.m., a third teacher warned of a student saying the boy in question showed him the gun at recess and threatened to shoot him if he told anyone. Did administrators call the police? No. Did administrators lock down the school? No. Did the administrators evacuate the building? No. When a fourth employee who heard about the danger asked the administrator for permission to search the boy, he was denied. The school district, citing an ongoing investigation, declined to comment today on the statements from Zwerner's attorney, but confirmed the assistant principal at Rich Neck Elementary School has resigned. Earlier this month, Superintendent George Parker acknowledged school officials were warned. At least one administrator was notified of a possible weapon in the timeline that we're, re that we're reviewing. 
And tonight, Parker is out of a job. At a special school board meeting, officials voted to remove him and appoint an interim superintendent. Meanwhile, students are scheduled to return to classes on Monday. Andy Meacher's new reporting about actions the teacher took before she was shot. NBC News has learned from a source close to the situation that Zwerner texted a loved one just about an hour before she was shot, saying that the student had said he had a gun in his backpack and that school officials weren't helping. The source said that the text, quote, showed her frustration. At UPenn's prestigious Wharton Business School. <laughs> tried to play last night when we were watching something. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around a first grader being like, I got gum, motherfucker. What you gonna do? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. What in the fuck? So, and this hasn't been reported, but apparently the child was of special needs of some sort. We don't know, because, like, the parents had to be there with with the child at all times. So I just... It's all of it sad all the way around, but what, what, in how in the world in, in 2023, when we have had so many incidents and this has become so ingrained, how do school administrators not take those warnings seriously? It just, it seems that's what's astounding to me. Dustin, good evening. The only thing I remember about first grade, and I do not know why I have this memory, being out on the playground and uh, Achy Breaky Heart was playing on the rig. It was like 90, 91. I'm in first grade. And Achy Breaky Heart is like the biggest fucking song. And I remember like hating that song with a burning passion. I just, I don't know how, after all we have been through as a country, you don't take those accusations seriously. I mean, it seems absurd to me that a first grader could have a gun, But apparently the administration was aware of the child and of the issues. I'm almost 40, Sky Comet. Not the gun. It's not the gun, according to Shapiro. Uh, we're sending tanks to Ukraine. General Philip Breedlove, a former NATO Supreme Allied Commander himself, a distinguished chair, by the way, at the Middle East Institutes. General, um, it's my understanding that the reason for the tanks is the expectation that the next six months is essentially going to be a modernized version. Yeah, we having. Um, a lot of trenches. The Russians have been digging trenches. 
<laughs> we hee hee having. <laughs> no, because I want to make a Michael Jackson joke. Hee hee. We hee hee having. <laughs> I wanted to run with it. Sorry, sorry. Back to tanks in Ukraine. And that's the need for this. Uh, what is that? You know, explain the importance of I'm fantastic, the Lady Ukrainians B. wanted all these tanks. Well, first of all, Todd or Chuck, thanks for having me. Um, the uh, the it's more than the tanks. Remember that before the tanks, we have sent Bradleys, and what we're putting together is an armored team. His name is fucking General Philip Breedlove. His name is General Breedlove. That's a fucking porn name. His name is General Breedlove. Is is I don't even have any jokes. <laughs> that is like his name is General Breedlove. You live in sexual anarchy. And Charlie's face fit like right perfect over him. I hate it when we, like, we're doing a serious story. And, you know, I want to learn more about this issue. And then you hit me with general breed love. Let me tell you, if you're going to be doing some, some breed loving, I'll get some advice for you. Life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. General breed love. Please tell us more about something, tanks, NATO, some the shit. For this. Fucking nut uh, fuck fuck. Fucking nut fuck. God fuck fuck fuck. Alright, General I might have to pack a new one. It might be cashed. I'll get on that while we listen to General Breedlove. You know, does Chuck Todd say his name? I didn't catch that. Or let's bring in retired General Philip Breedlove, a former NATO. He did. I like commander himself, a distinguished chair, by the way, at the Middle East. He said it really fast, like he didn't. He didn't want to bring attention to it. Or let's bring in retired General Philip Breedlove, a former NATO Supreme Allied Commander himself, a distinguished chair, by the way, at the Middle East Institute. So, General. Um, it's my understanding that the reason Reed loves in a chair, the expectation that the next six months is essentially going to be a modernized version of World War One. Um, a lot of trenches. The Russians have been digging trenches and that's the need for this. Uh, what is that? the distinguished you know, Reed love? Explain the importance of why the, oh. the Ukrainians wanted all these tanks. Well, first of all, Todd or Chuck, thanks for having me. Um, the uh, 
the it's more than the tanks remember that before the tanks we have thank you for coming breed love what we're putting together is an armored team that can survive on the battlefield and one of the words that uh land force commanders like to say is changing the shape and nature of the battlefield like you said the trench one of them a one-year lady bee anniversary static and this armored element opens up the shape and the availability of the battlefield remember that Russia sent an awful lot of tanks in the north. It opened spread eagle Ukraine, for breed love. A bunch of them got killed, mm-hmm. and they and they they didn't change the shape of the battlefield because they weren't employed well. Uh, tankers will tell you you don't take a tank without dismounted infantry to protect it, and the Bradleys supply mobile. Yes, weed indeed. So that we can put a powerful armored team on the battlefield that can reshape that linear battlefield uh, via maneuver. Look, everything gets war-gamed. What do you expect the Russians, how they try to counter this? Well, I don't expect them to really try to counter it. What we've not seen from the Russians is very innovative battlefield. That looks like it's it's the all-in-one. This is the printer facts. Uh, The Russian forces because they're not succeeding. They're falling back. Curse if I'm ripping a bong. That's exactly right, progressive. Grozny type of warfare, ground and pound with the artillery, and then throw (laughs) infantry at the problem. Free love giving them the ground and pound. They'll make a lot of changes, and and they. They're suffering manpower problems, as you know. You know, the one wild card out here is is about is in the (laughs) wild card out there because right now the Ukrainian air defenses are working. But if there's one place where the Russians have an advantage, it would be in the air. And how would you expect the Russians to try to attempt to? I mean, you heard Courtney say, you know, if they need to sort of create the illusion of momentum. They might try in the air. What does that look like? And and would you be recommending? Join the Mile High Club with Breed Love. So let me just jump a little bit in front of your question because I heard you ask Courtney that. Yeah. And you get straight to F-16s. I think a more immediate impact on the battlefield and a capability that the Ukrainians are ready right now to accept is the ATACMS. Mm. Uh, the increased uh, capability for the MLRS artillery system, getting that much longer, precise strike longer. to take the fight deeper to the Russians <laughs> into Crimea and into their supply lines as they're approaching. If you want to have immediate battlefield impact, it's they're doing it to us on purpose or maybe war just sounds oddly sexual (laughs) immediate impact from breed love (laughs) we have learned nothing about (laughs) Ukraine or NATO. I, float. I love it. It's right. a great idea. It's he loves something it. we need to do over time. But if we want to impact the spring offensive, it's the ATACMS that will impact the spring offensive. And that's ATACMS, is that your safe word? For, for Ukraine. All right. Speaking of time, uh, this coalition in NATO is hanging together. But we see there's moments where you're like, uh oh, could it crack, right? Um, 
What do you think the clock is here for Ukraine? What would you be telling the Ukrainian leadership? Look, you, 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 you Imbr, good evening. Months, you got another nine months and you need to get to this negotiation. <laughs> Trade the impregnable. Uh, what would you be saying? Is, is that the window? Well, no, I wouldn't use those numbers. Um, uh, first, we have to recognize that this is what Mr. Putin is all about. His army is failing in the field in the larger sense. His war of words and his war of fear and his war of deterring NATO from... His soldiers are shooting blanks, is what you're saying. Possibly should. That war is making great purchase. Mm -hmm. and, and Mr. Putin is trying to sell the idea that this is going to be a long war and right. it's going to grind on and on. And what he's trying <laughs> It'll to... It'll be long and grind on and on. Clients. Rather than starting to put timelines on it from our side, what we need to do is continue to show the resolve that shows that we are going to be there. And so Mr. Putin's war of words is less effective at trying to drive yeah. wedges into the alliance. Well, there's no doubt in my mind he never thought NATO would not just be hanging together for a year, but a year later... NATO hanging over here. I mean, and he it, never thought yeah. that Ukraine would take it to him on the battlefield like they are now either. No. Everything sounded General sexual. It's good to get your perspective on this program. Thank you for the time. Thank you. That may be the greatest segment in the history of the Troll Patrol. And I think I did it without profanity. Well, aren't we special? You don't think I did? When did I drop a profanity? No, no, poor. If you can't name it specifically, nobody hid the clock. Warlord was here for this. If I had cussed, Warlord would have said something immediately. See? 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 You're just you're just trying to mess with me, and I even said mess with me. I'm proud of myself. Oof. You know, I had a whole argument with somebody about you. Well, here's the thing is like, I have a nuanced take about Ukraine, I would assume. The reason why we're there and Warlord, Warlord, I had to look it up. I had to look it up and you were, you were correct about Ukraine not being next to the Caspian Sea, but Georgia is. Mugazaki. Good evening. So is that flowing through Georgia and Ukraine that's an issue? Call me based? I mean, I don't know. Based Putin? I don't know about that either. It is quite all right to not have strong opinions on, I can't say my line because I can't do profanity right now and the things you don't know about. I've tried to educate myself. I didn't cuss. I didn't cuss. You guys are, you guys are smoking. 
Well, I am bad at geography. I thought our Georgia was landlocked, and it is not. What did I say? I, Borg is, is messing with me here. I have, I have not cussed. We'll go back and watch the stream. I swear I haven't cussed. I don't know what platform I'm on. Uh, I don't know what platform I'm on that I can rewind, though. We're not on YouTube right now. Facebook, I'm sure we can go back. Also, like, I'm killing time until the commercial break. When we, when we come back from the commercial break, you guys are... If you're, if you're subscribed, I'm not going anywhere. When we come back from the commercial break, uh, we're going to talk about the bill to ban Congress from trading stocks. Uh, Rand Paul is going to tell us about the cuts that the Republicans are proposing. Swalwell and Schiff respond to being taken off of their committee assignments. The Justice Department was apparently prepared to raid Joe Biden if he did not cooperate with his document scandal. Come on, man! But he cooperated, so there was no need for a raid. Reporting from this morning, Elise Stefanik, what is she, the second in line now, or is she the third in line in the House? Elise Stefanik says that Mike Pence did nothing wrong, Donald Trump did nothing wrong, Joe Biden did do something wrong. Speaking of Trump, Facebook letting Trump back on. Twitter facing complaints in Germany over the prevalence of Nazis on their platform. Elon Musk, who made a big deal about the Twitter files and showing how the government was working in concert with Twitter. Elon worked in concert with the Modi government in India to take down a BBC documentary. The Wokes are coming for lead in your baby food. Bill Maher went on a rant about pronouns. And uh, I've got something for you. It's, that's one of those shot and chaser things. Please stick around for the Bill Maher rant on pronouns. Because I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. A scene from a school board meeting that's going to answer Bill Maher's question about pronouns. One of those shot chaser things, I'm, I'm, I'm promising you. And what happens at that school board meeting is just going to make your jaw drop. I, I'm not going to spoil it. But I can't wait to show you. I'm so glad this, this, this happened last night. I hope it gets picked up by more outlets. I hope producer Dave is talking about it on Sunday. But I'm glad I stumbled across it. Because this looks to be some fantastic video. We're going to talk about the rumors Matt Gates is facing. Apparently, Matt Gates, uh, he swings both ways. Nothing to hold against him. What is something to hold against him is the rumor is he likes his men young too. And you, we know about Nestor. But, you know, these are just rumors. I want you to take those with a grain of salt. I'm going to tell you who the source is for those rumors. Santos. George Santos. I'd like to go a day without talking about him. But he keeps doing crazy shit. I didn't make the clock, right? Yes, I made the clock. He keeps doing crazy shit, motherfuckers. 
Fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. Chainsaw, good evening. Nestor may play into this. Nestor may play into all this, if it's even a thing. Plus, we're going to check in with the Brian Koberger case. Apparently, wild shit happened in the courtroom. Uh, there was a rape case uh, from LSU where the accused rapist thought the video was going to exonerate him. The judge says, uh-uh. It's actually quite the opposite, kiddos. So, stick around for that if you are not subbed on the Twitch. If you are subbed... I'm just gonna I'm gonna bullshit with everybody for three minutes while you guys have to suffer through the Bezos ads. Go get yourselves a drink. Take a little tinkle. When you get back, we're gonna we're gonna find out what that news be doing. I sneeze way too fucking much. JF and Big D putting what are you? What? <laughs> oh, maybe you're talking about producer Dave. Maybe that's the big D. Producer Dave and his big D. <laughs> Double pipe class. Are we still doing the? Uh, are we still doing the breed love? Seems like you miss general breed love. Did the photos get leaked? Go find you guys a meme. Fucking breed love. And the craziest thing about that, about breed love, is that one of my my ex-best friend, he was a professional wrestler. And he went by, he really liked the band Creed. So he called himself Jason Creed. And we were, we were high one night, sitting around. It was like we we're eighteen or nineteen. It was not. It was not uh, Bionic Dan Badondi. And uh, our friend Bobby, like, you ought to call yourself a breed creed. All the ladies want to breed with the creed. <laughs> and that's what he actually went by. Jason the breed creed. <laughs> So the entire time I was here in Breed Love, I was also thinking about Jason the Breed Creed. Thinking about that night when Bobby Love, that was his wrestling name. It's like, all oh, the ladies want to breed with the Creed. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Love is one of those right-wingers that doesn't want to admit that he's a right-winger, and we tried to get him to call in one time. He's, he eventually deleted me because he, he he likes to he likes to start shit, but he doesn't he doesn't like to uh, keep shit going. Somebody step in and argue with him. He don't like it too much, but he wants to start shit. Oh, here's you here's you a meme. This is I don't do enough non-American centric memes. So, Warlord, are you here? Are you here right now, Lady B? I wanted to, I wanted to include a meme for you guys. <laughs> Producer Dave, you call in uh, Warlord, uh, War or asking that dude if when he said Warhammer, if oh is that a mod Justin's chat? 
I died. I fucking died. American customer assistance gathering around at the till to tell me why the thing that's labeled up at four ninety nine actually costs five thirty one. Dustin, this is for the Cascadians up there. I want to throw in one for the Cascadians. You take your 30-30 and a third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you got an 8 and a third chance of winning. Producer Dave, have you ever seen the Scott Steiner math thing? I might drop that in an Echoplex docket for you. It's, it's years and years old now, but like it's always worth a watch. You know, If you don't know where that came from and why that's funny, you need to. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, and then add 66 and two-thirds percent, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning. Sparkles love that shit. D- didn't like wrestling at all, but she fucking loved the Scott Steiner uh, math promo. So he's talking about a three-way dance between him, Samoa Joe, and Kurt Angle. And... <laughs> When we when we launched the freak show, I was like, I'm gonna play that match for Sparkles. You know, she's never seen the match that Scott Steiner is actually talking about, but that match never happened. Kurt Angle broke his neck or some shit, so that the match never actually occurred. <laughs> but you add Kurt Angle to the mix and your chances winning drastic go down. Oh, shit. It is a a man educated at the University of Michigan. Showing off his his fantastic math skills. You take your 30-30 and a third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. I fucking love Scott Steiner. One of my favorite fucking wrestlers of all time. To this day, if I'm playing like a WWE game, we got my universe and everything. Scott Steiner will dominate. Big Papa Pumps or hook up. Holla if you hear me. Yeah, I make money off of it. Producer Dave. And also, like, so here's here's the thing that I've been setting up. Like, I have my own ad breaks, and if I have to piss or if I don't have anything to drink. I'll run my own ad break while Twitch is running its ad break. Because it's, it's like, it's set to go at like four minutes till the top of the hour or three minutes till. I got my I got my own shit. Own breaks and... This is an ultimate... Humorous twist in about a minute. Freaking we- news. T-shirt store and shit. Good commercials. Good commercials. Yeah, download, download the podcast. Eventually, you know, if I get big enough, I may I might sell that ad space. That's the plan. But like I wouldn't do it uh I wouldn't sell it um to just end like I wouldn't run like McDonald's ads or some shit. I don't know, I'd take McDonald's ads. Um Like I would I would like I have a friend that has a candle business. If she wanted to advertise, you know, I'd cut her a good deal. I've got uh, friends that are in bands and want to advertise their new album or something. I'll make the commercial for them. 
the do you not know about the Gwyneth Paltrow thing? Um Gwyneth Paltrow released those pussy candles. But like I have a whole stand-up bit about pussy candles I did in like 2014. In one of these ad breaks. Co, is that my friend with the candle? Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Why then is she stealing her ideas from a barely known comedian from Apple? Launched her this yeah, pussy candle back in where I, I coined the concept of a vagina scented perfume. I call. Unfortunately, I didn't have the. De twat. Didn't have the video. The next line in that routine goes a little something like this. And that inspired me to create a scented candle which also looks like a vagina and smells like a turned on vagina. So you burn it, you get the smell of vagina, and then after it's finished, it looks like a freshly fucked pussy, all floppy and sloppy. So, since Miss Pal- and people did laugh, that was just like, that was my last line, and like, the next thing is me saying like, I'm Justin Freegan. I had to cut it before I said Justin Freegan, and like everybody, like it sunk in what I actually said, and people did laugh. I promise you, there is laughter. I've got the original. And I did not add it in. No, I did not add a laugh track. The first time... No, I actually... I do recommend that to people that want to try stand-up comedy. So, record yourself. Do it, like... Get your first routine down. Get your first... um, Try to do three minutes. You know, I have no trouble talking... I talk for hours all the time. But a lot of people have time to... A lot of people have trouble with like three minutes. Okay, fair enough, Porg. I won't give I won't give anybody any stand-up comedy tips. Warlord did indeed redeem it. I, there's supposed to be something that pops up. I didn't, I didn't see it pop up. I don't know if it did or not. I had a I had a thingy. <laughs> I had a thingy with general breed love. <laughs> now someone you would not want to breed love with is Rand Paul. <laughs> do I need do I need a content warning for Rand Paul? We, the Republicans are back in business. So, so, so we're going to be seeing a lot more Rand Paul. He's going to be contrarian. Here's Rand Paul. $100 billion cut. $100 billion. Way more than we spent before COVID. $100 billion cut in free spending. We would balance our budget in just four years. This is amazing. We have an opportunity here. It could be done. But it would take compromise between both parties. Republicans would have to give up the sacred cow that says we will never touch a dollar in military. And the Democrats would have to give up the sacred cow that they will never touch a dollar in welfare. Everything would have to be looked across the board. No one has a sacred area that would be immune. Is his hair real? He looks like Martin Short is made up with some kind of wig on. Is that here for real? Like, I don't want to make fun of somebody's looks, but what in the, what in the holy hair is going on with your, you don't cut, cut tax or don't cut taxes, cut your hair, motherfucker. 
June. And when you make the cuts across the board, they aren't as big as you'd actually think they would be. Oh, poor Borg lives in sexual anarchy over like here would President totally Biden run to their fingers through Rand Paul's hair. And it's better to start now. If we were to have a $100 billion cut, which would still have us spending way more than we spent before COVID, a $100 billion cut and free spending, we would balance our budget in just four years. This is amazing. We have an opportunity yeah, here. Do not it fuck Rand Paul. But it would take compromise. I cannot believe, I cannot believe I'm having to say this to my chat. Don't fuck Rand Paul. The hair, Borg, the hair. What is up with that? Like, I don't want to make fun of somebody's looks, but like... If I had hair like that, I would I would cut it. Is it real? Is it a piece? Um what um in what way are you wanting me to do better? Define what doing better is. I'm interested. What does doing better entail? You're saying he looks a little elf-like? Now here's some legislation that I can really get behind. Minnesota Democrat is reintroducing a bill that is banning members of Congress from owning or trading stocks. Representative Angie Craig, Democrat from Minnesota, on Wednesday announced she's reintroducing legislation to keep members of Congress from owning or trading stocks. Our constituents sent us to Congress to lower health care costs, fix our roads and bridges, and help create good-paying jobs, not play the stock market and line our own pockets. A fucking men. That seems so... so insanely obvious I clinically I don't know there is there is is popular sentiment and there is some bipartisan agreement there is a, a coalition of Republicans that's on board with this you those those people wanting a red brown alliance bullshit like you may get your wish on this one fucking issue they may be able to come together Pelosi has felt pressure before. Uh, I think it got killed in, in committee. I don't remember what happened last time. I mean, I, I'm with you clinically. It's still um, it's still a outside chance, but there the stars could align, and we've got a split Congress right now. There is. A constituency. Matt Gates. Matt Gates is on the side of uh, ending trading. And there's a couple of Republicans in the Senate. I want to say Holly is for ending trading. So, like. I'm mixed on term limits.
I've got mixed emotions. The Humble Act would also slap lawmakers with a lifetime ban on lobbying and restrictions against serving on corporate boards while in Congress. I don't know how this wasn't already a thing. Seems so painfully obvious. I feel like Rand Paul would sign on to that. He and his hair. We got two votes. Two votes in the Senate. One of them don't really count, but we totally got two votes in the Senate. Kevin McCarvey pulled Swalwell, Adam Schiff, and I also believe Ilan Omar officially from their committees today. Yeah, Ilan Omar is standing with them. Here's Eric Swalwell. Schiff. The old... <clears throat> the new McCarthy looks a lot like the old McCarthy. The old McCarthy... Need the new boss, same as the old boss. Punish and demean and smear his political opponents. And the new McCarthy in Washington, Washington today is doing the same. And throughout this journey of vengeance, uh, the three of us have chosen to stick together uh, because this isn't about any individual committee assignment. Uh, this is about an institution where the Speaker of the House is using his power to go after his political opponents and to pick them off the field. Uh, and that's why we've chosen every step of the way to stick together. Uh, in my case, it's purely political vengeance. Uh, Speaker McCarthy is choosing to do something that Speaker Boehner, Speaker Ryan, and Speaker Pelosi did not do, which is with access to the same information with the claims that Speaker McCarthy has made about me, Speaker Boehner, Speaker Ryan, and Speaker Pelosi kept me on the committee. Chairman Nunes, with access to the same information to which Mr. McCarthy is making claims about me, never made a peep allowed me to stay on the committee. The claims that Mr. McCarthy has made about me that I could never get a security clearance, Mr. Schiff was also briefed on and supported me staying on the committee because the FBI said three times, all I did was two things. I helped them over and over and I was never suspected of wrongdoing. The Washington Post, in response to Mr. McCarthy's claims, gave him four Pinocchios, which is a whopper. The highest amount that they can give gave him a whopper. Lies that you could tell about somebody else. So this is purely about political ventures. We get a breed green, a breed removing us from the committee. Zero breed love in here. The cost is not only breaking, shattering the most precious glassware in the cabinet, a committee that's always been bipartisan. The cost are the death threats that Miss Omar, myself, and Mr. Schiff keep getting because Mr. McCarthy continues to aim and project these smears against us even though we have said publicly these smears are bringing death threats he continues to do it which makes us believe that there's an intent behind it but we will not be quiet we're not going away i think he'll regret giving all three of us more time on our hands but at the end of the day our mission now is to restore the try i don't believe that mccarthy is purposely trying to which the speaker has so gravely so gravely smashed get threats i don't think he cares if that's a if that's a result of his actions but i don't think he's purposely doing it just he's just playing really dirty politics the white house was asked about removal of the three congress people from their committee assignments 
So when President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris leave office, no classified documents will walk away with them to places they shouldn't be. So I'm going to be very careful here. Uh, as you could imagine, what I can say is repeat what the president has said multiple times. Uh, he takes classified information. Uh, he takes classified documents very seriously. Come on, uh, his man. team currently is fully cooperating uh, with uh, the legal uh, procedure that is happening under the Department of Justice and also the special uh, counsel. I'm just not going to go beyond that. Uh, I'm not going to predict or, or, or uh, lay out uh, anything that might happen in the future. What I can say is this is something that the president, uh, this is a matter, an issue that the president takes very seriously. Another topic, any reaction from, from you from the White House um, about Speaker McCarthy's decision to keep Representative Schiff and Swaller from the Intelligence Committee? So I'll say this. Uh, Representative Schiff, Representative Swalwell, uh, and uh, also Represent uh, Representative uh, Omar are, um, you know, are expertise and bring a lot to the table when it comes to uh, foreign policy and national security. And we'll say this, uh, you know, uh, we'll say this, we'll say that, um, you know, when it comes to that committee, it should not be politicized. Uh, it should be independent. And, uh, and again, those congressional members bring a lot of expertise uh, to that committee, and uh, I'll leave it there. He also brought up the classified document scandal still ongoing with multiple individuals, multiple presidents, vice presidents. I still think Lindsey Graham probably has classified documents at his house. Just because he came out and said he didn't. Justice Department was prepared to seek a warrant had Biden not consented to a home search. So the Justice Department was prepared to absolutely treat him the way they were going to treat Trump. The FBI's unprecedented search of President Joe Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware, resulted from high-stakes discussions between the Justice Department and Biden attorneys over when and how it would take place. Biden's team stresses that it was uh, cooperative in the lead-up to Friday's search and even expressed an eagerness for the search to happen as expeditiously as possible to move the investigation along and to try to put the matter behind them. For its part, the Justice Department had decided it would conduct the latest search and any subsequent searches after Biden's team handled earlier searches themselves. Federal investigators also were prepared to seek a warrant if they could not get consent to search the Wilmington property according to multiple sources. The Justice Department, however, never raised the possibility of a warrant during the recent discussions, according to a law enforcement source, even though the possibility loomed if Biden's team didn't cooperate. In the end, both sides reached an agreement that allowed the FBI to do the search investigators spent nearly 13 hours combing through all of the working, living, and storage spaces. They found six items relevant to the probe, including documents with classified markings and material from Biden's time in the Senate. The president's personal attorney, Bob Bauer, said in a statement over the weekend that the White House and his legal team were supportive of the FBI search saying they offered to provide prompt access to his home to allow the DOJ to conduct a search of the entire premises for potential vice presidential records and potential classified material. Well, 
So that answers the questions the right wingers had. Uh, why didn't they? Well, why didn't they raid Joe Biden's house? They were going to. <laughs> they were. They were going to treat him exactly like Trump if he didn't cooperate. However, he did. This is Elise Stefanik. Um, he's a whip now. I think she's the whip in the house. Republicans. President Mike Pence, he came forward uh, and and proactively reached out uh, and is following the process. In the case of Joe Biden, uh, he has had classified documents going back to his time in the Senate where he started serving before I was born. So this is a long-standing national security threat, setting aside the very important fact that Hunter Biden also had access and used as his home. Ooh, had to throw Hunter Biden's long out there. Were improperly and illegally stored. This will be a part of the oversight agenda and on the House Intelligence Committee we absolutely want to make sure we have all of the facts. Yes. Well, let's highlight the difference here in what the consequences have been. You had the FBI raid Mar-a-Lago. You did not see any of that happen for President Joe Biden, uh, who we, we just covered why was different. Is President Trump, as president, has the right to declassify documents? So the media should cover the fact that the FBI has been weaponized against President Trump and clearly uh, has covered up for uh, sitting President Joe Biden. Come on, man. In the finish. She she had me in the first half, not gonna lie. But then like it was just like this disdain toward Democrats. Oh, right wingers are are a different breed. I mean, she shifted into like sheer hatred. You can say a lot of things about Joe Biden. Hell you even be like, oh I hate Joe Biden, but like Ultimately, like, where's the vitriol coming from? I, because right wingers are morons. Yeah, it makes no sense clinically. Makes absolutely no sense, but right wingers don't make any sense. It just sounds good. Their followers go, yeah. Just like the whole uh, Sean Hannity thing earlier when he, uh, uh, Amalite rival. Like, fucking, why does that fucking matter? But his audience cheered for it. And he said he was like, just doing it to inform my audience. No, your, your audience is the reason why you said it, because if you didn't say it, they would have brought it up in, in the comment sections of the video. I knows it. I'm aware of it. Speaking of comment sections of videos and posts. Oh boy. Meta announcing it is ending the suspension of Trump's accounts with new guardrails to deter repeat offenses. We're on the Meta website. This is their official statement on it. Be ending the suspension of Mr. Trump's Facebook and Instagram account in the coming weeks. 
We put new guardrails in place to deter repeat offenses. The public should be able to hear what politicians are saying so they can make informed choices. This is 100% because he's running for president. Which doesn't seem to be going too well. If you weren't with us last night, we learned that he declared... um, He declared himself the winner of a golf tournament where he didn't even play the first day. He said he played a a, a round of golf the day before. And that counted as his first day score. And it was a doozy, by the way. (laughs) The golfers showed up at the golf club the next morning and saw Trump at the top of the leaderboard. Social media is rooted in the belief that open debate and the free flow of ideas are important values, especially at a time when they are under threat in many places around the world. As a general rule, we don't want to get in the way of open public and democratic debate on Meta's platforms, especially in the context. I will tell you the main driving force behind this decision is the amount of money that the Trump campaign will spend on the meta platforms during the election. That is the motivating factor behind this decision. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind about it. Two years ago, we took action in what we in what were extremely and highly unusual circumstances. We indefinitely suspended then U.S. President Donald Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts following his praise for people engaged in violence at the Capitol on January 6th. We then referred that decision to an oversight board, an expert body established to be an independent check and balance on our decision-making. The board upheld the decision but criticized the open-ended nature of the suspension and the lack of clear criteria for when and whether the suspended account will be restored, directing us to review the matter to determine a more proportionate response. In response to the board, we we imposed a time-bound suspension of two years from the date of the original suspension. Unprecedented length of time for such a suspension. We also clarified the circumstances in which accounts of public figures could be restricted during times of civil unrest and ongoing violence. Suspension was an extraordinary uh, decision taken in extraordinary circumstances. The normal state of affairs is that the public should be able to hear from a former president of the United States and a declared candidate for that office again on our platforms. Now that the time period of the suspension has elapsed, the question is not whether we choose to reinstate Mr. Trump's accounts, but whether there remain such extraordinary circumstances that extending the suspension beyond the original two-year period is justified. Trump is subject to our community standards in light of his violations. He now, uh, he also faces heightened penalties for repeat offenses. Penalties which... So he's going to get a 30-day ban next time automatically instead of having to work back up to a 30-day is what they're saying. Penalties which will apply to other public figures whose accounts are reinstated from suspensions related to civil unrest under our updated protocol. In the event that Mr. Trump posts further violating content, the content will be removed and he will be suspended for between one month and two years, depending on the severity of the violation. Our updated protocol also addresses content that does not violate our community standards, but contributes to the sort of risk that materialized on January 6th. 
such as content that delegitimizes an upcoming election or is related to QAnon. We may limit the distribution of such posts and for repeated instances may temporarily restrict access to our advertising tools. This step would mean that content would remain visible on Mr. Trump's account, but would not be distributed in people's feeds, even if they follow Mr. Trump. We may also remove the reshare button from such posts and may stop them being recommended or run as ads. In the event that Mr. Trump posts content that violates the letter of the community standards, but under our newsworthy content policy... (coughs) We assess there's a public interest in knowing that Mr. Trump made the statement that outweighs any potential harm. We may similarly opt to restrict the distribution of such posts, but leave them visible on Mr. Trump's account. I guess it's so reporters, shows like mine, can show you, hey, this is the batshit crazy fucking shit Trump said. So that is the gist of the rules that Trump will be playing under when he makes his triumphant return to Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp, uh, whatever the fuck that is. I don't even know. <laughs> what, what, what is a WhatsApp? He can't remember any of that. Well, he's perhaps he'll do like Nick Fuentes. And his Twitter will be suspended immediately. (laughs) Didn't even last 24 hours. Speaking of which, I wanted to show you that... Because apparently I reactivated... My Twitter was reactivated. The same day Nick Fuentes (laughs) had his Twitter reactivated. Sign in to my real Twitter now. I'm going to show you that I am indeed still in it. I made it longer than Nick Fuentes did. Made it longer than Nick Fuentes. I don't think producer Dave is following. Like I would have thought I would have already been following producer Dave back and forth on this account. There's there's a clip I posted earlier tonight. Sam Smith and his coat of wonder. <laughs> I laugh my ass off putting that together. You just see pops a little girl out. A little girl comes out of his coat. Maybe, maybe be, he'd been grooming her in there. Who knows? <laughs> I like the fact that a production assistant had to light the inside of Sam Smith's coat for the, for the shot of the little girl popping out. It's not an actual little girl. She's a artist. I, I should call her like she's when I say little, little girl, she's little, she itty bitty. It's just a really big coat. When I was watching it back, I noticed he pet her head. I don't think it's in this clip. But like some, <laughs> his coat is fabulous. But like just the fact that he popped a popped a a little lady out of his coat, <laughs> I'm dying over here. I like the song. The song's really cool. Just, just popped her right out, hatched. 
hatched a little girl out of his. And I, I need to stop calling her a little girl because she is she is a famous musician in her own right. Kim. Uh, I keep wanting to say Patera, but it's not Patera. She's petite. She's she itty bitty. I like Sam Smith. I like his new thing he's got going on. No, she's not a Kardashian. I had hashtagged it on something. Kim, um... Petrus. Petrus is her name. Yeah, I kept wanting to say Patera like Kim Patera. Wrestling. Video for it. Got a real Moulin Rouge thing going on. That's her. Yeah, this isn't like the video for this song should have just been the SNL performance. It was like way better than uh, <laughs> way better than uh, the actual video for it. Pull the little lady out of your coat again. I'll watch it. A PA lit that. Yeah, it's, it's under his legs. There's like a backlight. There's an uplight. Like I dig, I dig his his aura. Like I like what he's got going on. I didn't know he looked like that. Um, I only knew him from the... He did the James Bond song a few years back. And, like, that was notable to me because, like, um, he was supposed to be Radiohead. And apparently, like, they really hated the Radiohead song. They had Sam Smith do... And, like... It, <sighs> I think I like the radio for like what the movie was going for and trying to portray because it's the, it's the Spectre song. Like his song is definitely sexier and more James Bondish. Jake Zinni, good evening. Like I thought the Radiohead song like. it was like supposed to be a specter of his past it's the one with the, that was the um really disappointing james bond movie because i thought skyfall was really fucking good but coming off of skyfall i was really excited for specter and i thought specter fell flat i didn't like it and it had christoph waltz christoph waltz was the bad guy but he's just he's barely fucking in the movie Golden Eyes coming out. Oh shit! I'm so, how'd I get off on his coat? Twitter faces legal complaint in Germany over anti-Semitic content on their platform. I mean, damn Nazis running around. Group of Jewish students and an anti-hate speech association have filed a legal complaint against Twitter at a German court. They said on Wednesday, arguing the company did not remove anti-Semitic content. About right. 
The European Union of Jewish Students and Hate Aid criticized what they described as a lack of moderation regarding content which could incite hatred. The complaint, filed at a Berlin court, concerned six posts which the group said were anti-Semitic but not deleted even though they were reported. In one case, the deleting of a post which denied the Holocaust was explicitly refused, said the groups. Holocaust denial is a crime in Germany. The statement Hate Aid and the EUJS said they were trying to establish whether Twitter users have a legal right to enforce Twitter's terms and conditions, such as not tolerating threats and hateful behavior. Twitter did not immediately reply to a request for comment. I don't, I somehow I stumbled across Holocaust denialism somehow. Somebody posted a video like in the comment because like they think I'm Jewish on BitChute. And I watched a little bit of it and I'm like, no, for a fact, that's not true. <laughs> well, you're just like flat out lying. <laughs> Fair enough. They call everybody on, on BitChute Jewish. I get, I get it on Odyssey as well. Some dude like Yay Fan 88 or something. Yay Fan 88. Whoa, potato. Good evening, my friend. Justin Freakenberg. No, no, Justin Freakenstein. If I was Jewish, I'd be Justin Freakenstein. Somebody, somebody uh, give uh, Woke Potato a shout out if you do not mind. One of my, one of my, Emmerich, thank you for the sub. Jake the throwing out the, the community subs. Hell yeah, my friend. Thank you. Raining subs. Echoplex, uh, I believe you got one the other day. Uh, Army Medic, welcome. Thank you for being a freaking follower. I think you got one the other day and you weren't even in here. It's raining subs. Uh, if you're if you're new to the channel, my name is Justin Freakin. We do a news rundown show called The Troll Patrol Live. Where we find out what that news be doing. We go trolling for the oddest stories the most uh, like we were trying to learn about ukraine and russia earlier but the dude's name was general breed love so we're just and he kept talking about going in deep and and penetrating shit and like fucking i laughed my ass off through the whole thing we didn't learn jack shit about fuck we're all horny <laughs> We live in sexual anarchy around here. You live in sexual anarchy? Uh, my political views are whatever I will I will if if the magas want to come at me and present me a a platform that allows me to accomplish my goals. If the forward party wants to court me, I'll go to the forward party if it allows me to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. You give me that eye pussy and I'll, I'll shill for you. 
Right now, I think it's it's a kind of a leftist take that's gonna get me closest to to peeing in that eye pussy. I'm not wide enough. My my white ass from Appalachia is not wide enough for the forward part. <laughs> See, I've thought about, I have thought about, like, if some, if, if the left really needs to step up and make content geared towards males, I've got the idea. I call it being a better bro. Cralio. Good evening. Would it be more fun to piss in his usable eye? A good question. That is an excellent question. I think the I think the eye that he lost is more degrading, and it's a it's a power move, right? Like it's not like I'm, I'm maybe I'm getting off on it, maybe I'm, <laughs> but it's more of a power move that I want to degrade and humiliate Dan Crenshaw, Representative Dan Crenshaw from the great state of Texas. I I assure you, if you are new here. Uh, I, I, I do actually know a little bit about politics and I try to inform everybody. If you need a recap on a story, I'm happy to run it down, especially like if we're watching something live and you need me to recap, you know, where we're at with this bill that might get passed. I'm there for you. I used to do, I used to, I, yeah, you used to uh, find out what that news be doing on an actual radio station, a whole 11 of them. I don't have enough. I don't have enough fingers. That's some Scott Steiner math. You take your thirty-three and a third chance minus my twenty-five percent chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. No, oh, but we were in the middle of talking about big tech, big tech censorship. Justin currently banned on YouTube, but I just highlighted how Twitter is being taken to court in Germany over the amount of anti-Semitic hate speech on their platform that they refuse to take down. And now we're going to call out Elon for one of the greatest hypocrisies of all time. Elon Musk caves to pressure from India to remove a BBC documentary critical of Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister of India. Officials from India's ruling right-wing party said American tech companies like Twitter and YouTube complied with demands to remove the documentary. Make it a little bigger for you guys there. That's what she said. Ah, ha, 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 ha. You live in sexual anarchy? Twitter and YouTube censored a report critical of Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi in coordination with the government of India, according to top... Uh-oh. I'm sorry. You guys probably want me to take a break for this. I don't know what that news be doing. And what that kitten be doing. Hey, kitten. Oh, shit. She getting really big. She's like, I don't want you to fuck with me like that anymore. I want you to hold me up to the camera. Ow! Find out what that kitten be doing. Breath stinks. Modi is indeed a shitbag. Historically, I'm I'm usually going to take India's side in any kind of uh, dispute against Britain. However, Modi is a shitbag. 
So, fair assumption that, you know, Modi is probably in the wrong here. Twitter and YouTube censor, but the thing that I want to point out... Warlord, Warlord, uh... Head mod here at the at the Justin Freegan Enterprise is from uh, the UK. For, forgive him. He'll chime in with shit like that sometimes. Go back to eating your beans. <laughs> Life is too short to walk this earth. Or a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. High enough for this shit. <laughs> the origin of what? Eating beans? Washing your ass. Life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. Wash your ass. I love that dude who like his his channel is amazing. It's like fuck your boss. You don't give a shit about you. Be sure to wash your ass. Love yourself. Don't do too much work. <laughs> That's all his channel is. It's fantastic. Uh, yes, yes, I can. I did link last night. Go wash your ass, Borg. I got you. I got. You. I I hook you up. Coat. Had to have washed it like yesterday, right? Oh, there we go. Your company is not your family. Don't get emotional about your job. Your boss not care about you. Your boss is only caring about making the money. When you are sick and your boss is Self-help sing. He's saying this because he wants you to get well so you can come back and do the work to make the money. Well, dude is amazing. Self help sing. Yes, I am subscribed. I think it's a character a comedian is playing. And I love it. I love it because the channel's got a different name Masood Boomgrod. Oh, he totally walk. He totally rocks. I I stumble across oddball shit all the time, and that was like a video I had the wash your ass video. I, I was gonna play it on the freak show. Life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. We ended up playing it on maybe a fucking round stream or something. So I made it into a. Uh, Made into a graphic. I was like really proud of the show tonight and how I'd stayed on topic and how like I'd sounded really professional. I was like, maybe I'll cut that up. I'll use that as 
I'm 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 thinking it might be a comedian playing a character, but I'm not exactly sure. But he was hoping he was really like that. <laughs> I don't think there's much money uh, in being a self-help guru that tells you not to go to work. I mean, like he may, like he might actually believe those things. Wash your ass and. Well, also, I don't know that it's a it's a character. I'm just assuming because, like, it's different from the channel name. And the channel name had a different picture where he's wearing, like, different clothes. I mean, it is real. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing that exists in the world. <laughs> it is totally real. It's real. It is realer than any of us. Ah, fucking shit. I'm not high enough for this. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm sorry we just, we stopped the news. Packing a bong. Exactly right. Eed. I don't think I have any beverage anymore. Browser. Twitter and YouTube censored a report critical of Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi in coordination with the government of India, according to top Indian officials. Officials called for the big tech companies to take action against a BBC documentary exploring Modi's role in a genocidal 2002 massacre in the Indian state of Gujarat, uh, which the officials deemed a propaganda piece. A series of posts, Kanchan Gupta, senior advisor at the Indian government's Ministry of Information and Broadcasting, denounced the BBC documentary as hostile propaganda and anti-India garbage. He said that both Twitter and YouTube had been ordered to block links to the film before adding that the platforms have complied with the directions. Gupta's statements coincided with posts from Twitter users in India who claimed to have shared links to the documentary, but whose posts were later removed and replaced with a legal notice. The government has sent hundreds of requests to different social media platforms, especially YouTube and Twitter, to take down the posts that share snippets or links to the documentary. This is according to Indian journalist Rakib uh, Hamid Naik. And shamefully, the companies are complying with their demands and have taken down numerous videos and posts. The act of censorship wiping away allegations of crimes against humanity committed by a foreign leader sets a worrying tone for Twitter, especially in light of its new management. Elon Musk's self-identification as a free speech absolutist has been a primary talking point for the billionaire as he sought to explain why he took ownership of the platform last year. 
Much of his criticism of Twitter revolved around its decision to censor reporting around Hunter Biden, the son of then-presidential candidate Joe Biden. Come on, man! Musk has been glad to stand up to suppression of speech against conservatives in the United States, something that he has described as nothing less than a battle for the future of civilization on behalf of conservatives. He appears to be failing at the far graver challenge of standing up to the authoritarian demands of foreign governments. After publication of this story, Musk, who helms Twitter's communication efforts himself, tweeted a response, First, I've heard, It is not possible for me to fix every aspect of Twitter worldwide overnight while still running Tesla and SpaceX, among other things. YouTube spokesperson Jack Mellon, Mellon told The Intercept that the BBC documentary had been removed from the platform because of a copyright claim by the BBC, but declined to comment on takedown demands from the Indian government. Why would the BBC file a copyright claim against their own video? Did I read that right? Am I reading that right? YouTube spokesperson told The Intercept that the BBC documentary had been removed from the platform because of a copyright claim by the BBC. BBC documentary, BBC, Big Black Cock documentary, had been removed from the platform because of a copyright claim by the BBC. Doesn't make any sense. what doesn't make any sense the fact that there was a safe amount of love doesn't make any sense (laughs) the fact that there was a safe amount of lead in baby food. So that now we have proposals for lesser amounts of lead in baby food. The FDA proposes new targets to limit lead in in baby food. Why is why is there lead in the baby food? Any amount of lead seems like an unsafe amount of lead in the baby food. Not possible to remove all traces of lead from the food supply because the, the heavy metal is found throughout the environment and can be absorbed by plants, so traces are found in the vegetables, fruits, and grains that are used to make baby food. Okay, that's... It's a fair 
As toxic metal exposure can be harmful to developing brains, the Food and Drug Administration is issuing new guidelines to reduce children's exposure to the lowest lead possible. The new FDA guidelines calls for limiting lead concentrations in all processed foods intended for babies and children. Can it just be all processed foods? Why does it have to be specifically babies and children? Lead concentrations should now be limited to 10 parts per billion in fruits and vegetables and meats packaged in baby food jars, pouches, tubes, and boxes. The target is 20 parts per billion for dry cereals. The FDA estimates... These lower levels could result in a 24 to 27% reduction in exposure to lead, resulting in long-term meaningful and sustainable reductions in the exposure to this contaminant from these foods. You know that the less amount of these metals in baby's body, the better, says Aaron Bernstein, a pediatrician at Boston's Children's Hospital and a member of the American Academy of Pediatrics. Seems like this is a problem we should have been on long before now. Yeah, what is the what is the right wing? Oh yeah, there's lead in the baby food. Apparently, like it's impossible to eliminate all lead because it's so prevalent in the environment and it just like seeps into vegetables and shit. There's lead in the baby. They want less lead in the baby food. But if we had less lead in the baby food, how would we end up with shows like Real Time with Bill Maher? Ah, oh, did you see what I did there? Did you see what I did there? Bill Maher, Andrew Sullivan, and is that Nancy Mace? Why, why do you have to teach it? Why does a four-year-old come in? Instead of teaching them the colors, you're telling them, pick your pronoun. Well, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to do Bill Maher when people who aren't subbed get back from commercial break. If there, if there's anybody that's not subbed, everybody in here might be subbed. I've been giving out free gift subs tonight. Andrew Sullivan is, in, is, is indeed a douche canoe. Oh, I've got something that will absolutely destroy it. I just, I've got another video I'm going to play after that video that destroys it. Yo, good evening. You came just in time. Well, well, general breed love. That was, that was a really good segment. That might've been the best segment in the history of the Troll Patrol. Was he trying to trans the youth? Or was he was he talking about how other people were trying to trans the youth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one. The second one. Yes, okay. I feel you. Some people, like, they harp about that all the time. And I've got to wonder, like, is there some repression on your part? Why does this subject interest you? But then again, there are people that watch murder porn and they don't want to commit a crime. 
I think, I hope. I think most people are fundamentally good. I have that belief. Get you off every time. By the way, like it may not be that the, like they themselves are trans, but they might want to experiment with their own gender in a way. You know, they might want to wear panties, and that'd be as far as their curiosity goes. But like, because and they might wear panties in secret and feel really dirty after they do it. I don't know what goes behind goes on in the mind of somebody who's repressed like that. Panties feel really good up against your balls. So, like, I don't, like, they may want to experiment with their gender, but, like, not necessarily be trans, and that's okay, too. There's other people. People, you fall all along a spectrum of experimenting with your, your, your gender and your sexuality. Some of it is just experimentation. I don't know why... I don't know why that concept is such a, a hang up for people in society. And I think everybody's back from commercial break now. So I don't know what the, what the hang up is about gender and trying to be welcoming for, for people who are trans or non-conforming. There are some people that are gender fluid and slip in between the two genders. And sometimes don't even feel gendered and like you'd have to meet somebody like this but you would see them on a day where they're like I, I'm not even feeling a gender and like you look at them and like yeah that's that's what androgynous looks like you certainly look like you're not feeling a gender today cool that's totally normal and and accept it should be accepted it's a whole spectrum we're 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 all over. There's there's how many fucking 8 billion of us? There's bound to be a whole... It's like... Gender can't possibly be on or off. It can't be black or white. The inputs to what make up your gender are so plentiful and so many of them are on a scale from your, your hormones, your testosterone, your estrogen... And, and and how how distributed your your genitalia is all those things the scale it's a spectrum it's a, it's a wide rainbow and that's what makes life beautiful and why people have a hang up about that I don't understand here's Bill Maher and Andrew Sullivan why why do you have to teach it why does a four year old come in instead of teaching them the colors you're telling them, pick your pronoun. The first, the first thing I'm going to say is that is probably a straw man. Are they even asking in fucking four-year-olds to pick their pronouns? Is that a thing? Did you just make that up? Did you read it on a blog? Because there is something said in this. I've already watched this. There is something said in this that I know for a fact is false. Because I looked it up. Never fucking happened. Well, yeah. Where on earth did that come from? Uh, 
And right. who who told us it was? Like you made be it up. It came from your ass. Yeah, school curriculum everywhere. I told my kids when this wokeness started happening, this gender thing started happening. It's pretty new. I said. Don't be coming home with your gender pronouns. You better be coming home with A's and B's. I mean, that's what it really is. Your gender be pronouns. Well, don't call your sister a she. Don't use gendered pronouns. Maybe she meant, maybe this woman who I'm trying to figure out who she is. Was it Nancy? Is she Nancy Mace? I don't think she is. Another forgettable. Brunette. I guess. It is Nancy Mace. But that's how forgettable <laughs> Nancy Mace is. That I had to question myself if it was Nancy Mace. <laughs> Sorry, Nancy. OMG, good evening. Well, like, you're telling your kids to just use, like, they, them pronouns based. Don't come in here with your gendered pronouns. Only, only use non-gendered pronouns. We're, we're a welcoming household. Thank you, Nancy Mace. And it's but more and more, you look at his curriculum, it's all about that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think it is. is. It's all about being queer or trans. I mean, children can't understand that stuff. Not in kindergarten. And you say, I don't think they're teaching kindergartners. I think they're still teaching kindergartners, like, maybe basic math, Steiner math. You take math. your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an 8 and a third chance of winning. I don't think they're... Teaching kindergarten kids about trans issues and shit, and that's all it is. I think I think Andrew Sullivan is making it the fuck up. This sounds absolutely made up. Say that is a queer. And you say that is a queer. I honestly is that the right terminology? Five-year-olds about being gay. I think it's wait a well, little bit, and, and they'll pick it up anyway. It's not like they can't. Am I gonna get tos? You don't, but what they're doing is not telling them that. They're telling them something worse. They're telling them that people can choose to be a boy or a girl or neither or both or something else entirely. Right. That is a lie. You it's can't. Not. And it's not. No, dumb. Andrew. I just explained it. And your, your entire argument is going to be it's a lie because I says it is. But I just explained how life is this wonderful rainbow, a tapestry. But things are, you know, most people have a, have a dick or a vagina. That's true, most people. But there are a small percentage, of 4 to 6%, that fall in this gray area. And they're, they're, they're wonderful, too. They're wonderful people. There's no reason to treat them as if they're oddballs or something, Andrew. Just because the dominant modality is is a a binary choice almost. That's the problem. That's the problem with like a geneticist will tell you, a biologist will tell you, is that their labels for what is uh, male and female, what is feminine and masculine, like those those labels are are inadequate. For all the things that exist and all the ways that life expresses itself.
But I feel like they ain't talking about that shit in kindergarten. I still feel like there's nap time and juice boxes and it's one, two, three, four, fives and A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That's kindergarten if I remember correctly, right? Maybe you do some light math that one plus one equals two, possibly. I think you did a lot of reading in kindergarten, that sort of thing. Maybe they read a book which is gender inclusive. And what's wrong with that? Good night, clinically. Good night. You should probably, you really would want to want to stay around for this next video, though. It's a, it's a doozy. It's going to knock your socks off. In order to placate certain special interests in Washington, namely the LGBTQIA plus people who also have been captured by the far left. We should say and that bullshit like what there's some secret cabal of LGBTQ interests that have so much fucking money in Washington. What are the fucking earth are you talking about? Is there an LGBTQ corporation that is raking in billions of dollars of profit that can afford to send lobbyists to fucking Washington? I'm sure that there is a, a lobby. There is a LGBTQ lobby. It is not the business that it is for companies and, and, and the kind of people that Andrew Sullivan worked for. That's, I know, why isn't, I don't, I just don't understand why this is the hill the Democratic Party wants to die on. Because they're too scared. The Both Democratic Party scared. dying on this hill. What man? Will it by the... Just every premise is the Democratic Party dying on the hill of, of, of transgender woke ideology in your kindergartens? I don't think that's a thing. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Am I wrong? Some of you have kids. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I think they teach them the ABCs and they're one, two, threes. They don't really touch on that shit. Yeah, extreme left, and no one has the balls to say no. No, we haven't had a moment yet. And again, when someone stands up and says no, we're not. not none of this is anti-trans. No. No. Most of these people who are making the argument we're making are liberal people who think it's a great thing that in America now anybody can actually be whatever they want. And of course, trans is a real thing, rare. But real, but rare. That. Well, I mean, that's something. Trans is a real thing. That's not really. To my friends who may not conform with the gender binary, I apologize that that he speaks about you as if you're not even human. Just so fucking wild. Holy shit. The trans is real, but it's is rare. It rare? But real, but rare. That part seems to be, le we all seem to have to pretend that we're born, I don't know, jump ball. I don't know. Do we? 
and, and, and it's just, it's just bullshit. Even, it's I mean, just kids bullshit. Kids can't even pick out and decide what pizza topping they want on their pizza at 12. How do they know if they want to be a eunuch or a boy or a girl or a tree or whatever the heck the hundred plus genders are, are that are out there now? They don't. They don't know. And the thing is, right, I, I'm, tree, I'm pro I'm, LG. Yeah, that's a thing. Did, did I not I read that in your yes, article? That you read that in Andrew's article. Teaching. That. I looked that up. Of all the claims they've made, I knew everything else wasn't true, but I'm like, a tree could find absolutely nothing other than, other than like some, um, there was like an essay on a, on a right-wing website where a dude was like, I identify as a tree. This is satire. That's what I found. There is no, there, there are not people identifying as you, you fucks are stupid. Why are you, you live in imagination world. What the hell? A kindergartner that you could identify as a tree? Yes. And that, and he and says that, it with such confidence. You, you, the audience should laugh at the fact that you dumb fucks think it's happening. It is absolutely not true. You, you, you fell for like an internet hoax, my friends. You, what is wrong with you boomered this place up, didn't you? We all seem to have to pretend that we're born, I don't know, jump ball. I don't know. Do we? Where is that happening at? It's I mean, just kids bullshit. can't even pick out and decide what pizza topping they want on their pizza at 12. How do they know if they want to be a eunuch or a boy or a girl? A eunuch. <laughs> genders are, are, that are out there now, they don't They don't know. And the thing is, right, I, I'm, I'm pro-LG. Yeah, that's a did, thing. Did I not I read that in your yes, article that you can identify? Teaching a kindergartner that you can identify as a tree? Yeah, I don't want to look it up. It's like some kind of castration or some shit. It's not a joke. It's serious. It's happening. It's not a is a joke. It's not serious. It's not happening. You're the joke for believing it. Justice. What? Yeah. But then to, to tell this, something like this to a kindergartner yeah. or that boys can menstruate and, and uh, girls can have penises, it's got to be... It's, it, how, it's, how can it process that when you're that age? It's batshit crazy to do this to our kids when they're young. Right. I mean, they will eventually figure it out like we all did. I mean, I dropped out of high school. At yeah, who talks about eunuchs? I eventually figured it out. <laughs> Every, I mean, it, it takes well, some time. She thought she was being funny. Uh, you know, I, I eventually got there. I, we, I know, but I, we, I, went through, yeah. we went through some of the people who were your colleagues. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> brag about that. Whoa. I, that was just abhorrent. Fuck Bill Maher. Fuck him so hard. Don't fuck him. Don't really be Porg still here. Porg might fuck him. <laughs> I am going to tell you. going to tell you why this matters, why this matters to kids. I don't think they're teaching the transgenderism to the kindergartners, but I'm going to let a young trans boy uh, speak here at a school board meeting. Hi, uh, my name is Dan. I'm 11 years old. What up, Dan? I like doing magic and circus skills, circus skills especially unicycling. I'm here today to testify against House Bill 170, 183, and 337. I really like to play sports with my friends, although honestly I'm not very good at it. 
I really like the chance to play. It makes me feel good when I play with my friends. People keep talking about how it's unfair, but we're talking about kids, kids my age and under. This bill wouldn't hurt, wouldn't help people. It would hurt them. Adults are always telling us that it's not about winning. It's about having fun. And how fun would it be if you couldn't play sports? How fun would it be if your teammates couldn't play with you? How fun would it be if your friends couldn't play sports with you? And how fun would it be if you couldn't play sports with your friends? All because your government thought an eight-year-old was going to take your kid's trophy and therefore should not be allowed to play sports. It just honestly seems like you guys have more important things to worry about than eleven-year-old playing sports with their friends. It shouldn't be the government's job to tell people who can play in sports teams. It should not be the government's job to tell kids they're not allowed to play sports. It should definitely not be the government's job to make laws out of fear. It's the government's job to protect its citizens. It's the government's job to treat everyone fairly, and it's the government's job to make their laws reflect that. Please vote no on House Bill 170, 183, and 337. Thank you for your time. I hope you have a nice evening. Questions for these witnesses. This is the state Weber. Thank you. Proceed. Um, thank you so much. I believe that you came and testified last session as well. Uh, Dan, I believe that you showed us some magic tricks too that were pretty pretty cool. Uh, to you parents, um, you know, yes, we should be we should be having conversations about controversial issues. Uh, but at the same time, does this feel like PTSD every time you come back? It does. Um, my husband can tell you that it was a very yeah. painful evening last night getting the notification having to readjust our whole schedule when this was not what we had planned to do at all today and preparing ourselves for what we knew was going to be a really hard day, though, like I said, harder than any of the other times that we've come into this building. Yeah, 100%. And I, I have to give all of you props because you've had us sit through some, some horrific testimonies here. Um, and some of the bill sponsors, they're not even here. So you all have sit here and listen to everything and the bill sponsors who should be in here are not. So thank you for that. Um, thank you for testifying again. Representative Quaid. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, I just wanted to quickly thank you all again for being here um, and apologize that you weren't notified until about 25 hours. There's another speaker. Um, I, I would like to say that's not standard operating procedure in this building, but depending on the topic, um, I can't say that. Um, and I really just wanted to, again, thank you, Dan, for being here. It has been a pleasure to watch you grow up. I am sorry that I've had to and that our relationship has been around this. But I just want to say that you Dan so is a trans child. You say the funniest, wittiest things. <laughs> and it is a breath of fresh air. And I just want to continue to thank you for showing up and being here. You are so brave and, and we just are so grateful for you. And is protesting some of Additional the heinous questions. bills. Seeing none, thank you for your testimony. Thank Next you. in support, please step forward. In support, in support of the the trans bills. This is this is a Karen. My name is Teresa Collins. I'm coming to talk in support of this bill before my battery dies. <laughs> okay, and I completely agree with that family, and it's really government overreach that we're even discussing all these things today. Um, I do support, though, the women's support bill. Um, science, there is some science to the biological male and female that we just have to ag 
agree. I guess we don't have to agree on anything because we're not. But, um, you know, as far as lung capacity, heart capacity, just bone density, things along this line that I would think would give them that edge, which is where that Title IX thing Wait came in to play, which has worked out to this point. And I don't feel like we're trying to hate on anybody or not give them a place. I really want think that they should have a place. Right now, like you said, there's very few kids that are playing sports that this even applies to in Misha. So, I mean, there are still intramural sports. The one that was just sitting in the chair you're sitting in? in? As far as I'm, as far as I remember. So I'm feeling like, yeah, so we, we're not trying to take anybody from playing with their kids, their friends. I think that's a wonderful thing. Sports are great and good for development and socialization. So, Wait yeah, for that's, it an option um and now we have like coaches i mean maybe i don't even need to go there but you know you've got college coaches that really need to start to recruit um people that you know fall into that not so neat box um so that they can have athletes on their teams that can compete at that level and i just feel that's even makes it harder when you get to places like uh college or olympics which we were talking about but this has nothing to do with that we're just talking about kids you know under 18 <laughs> so okay um any questions i guess i could go on but i don't want to take anybody's time any questions from the committee representative Vani. just briefly mm-hmm. um so you said that you agree that this is government overreach that we're even having this conversation but then in the same breath you said you support this legislation correct yeah it's okay crazy, thank you. i was thinking the same thing like with parent rights it's like who took my rights away <laughs> you know it's like why am i here for this but yeah it's very sad yeah Is that it okay additional questions seeing none next in- she seemed baffled at her own position and he was awesome i gotta hit the content warning with this Cause you gotta look at Matt Gates's face. And it's salacious. These are salacious rumors. Nothing is verified. I gotta go get something to drink before I do it though. Smash, good evening. Me, 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 me. I think the I think the kitten also followed. I have kitten, but she she very uncooperative. <laughs> she she is very wiggly, very much wants to play. Okay, she just ran the fuck out of here. That cat, like, which I mean, it's get it's getting to that uh, age, right? Like, it's teenage cat. She's she big and lanky, growing like a little weed. She running all over the place. She has she has uh, no fear whatsoever. Uh, 
file little kid. Maynard. All right, so Rapey McForehead, content warning. Rapey McForehead. This is just rumor. We, we are engaging in rumor and innuendo. And I don't want anybody to think that we are reporting what you're getting ready to hear as fact. A grain of salt. This is this is juicy if true. The rumor has it that Matt Gates is boinking his male press secretary. So the source for this is Rebecca Jones. She's the one who was the whistleblower on DeSantis cooking the books on COVID stats. A lot of people tried to discredit her, but she was right on that, so... I don't... We've not heard any kind of update on Nestor in so long. Another day, another outrageous story involving uh, Rapey McForehead and his enormous... <laughs> and his enormous war. I didn't know it was coming. After weathering the whole underage sex scandal that dominated headlines for much of the last two years, rumors that the anti-LGBTQ lawmaker has allegedly been hooking up with his male press secretary began circulating on Twitter this week. Now, I mean, I can... I can totally see uh, this dude living in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? And beyond. Far beyond the bounds of consensual anarchy. Before we go any further, we should know that these rumors appear to have been started by Rebecca Jones, so take them with a, a large, very large, maybe even huge grain of salt. So it goes into her arrest records and shit for having a... Uh, of abusive relationship go into the the he said she said shit Matt Gates is believed to be having an affair with his press secretary Joel Valdez according to three independent sources Gates's office and his wife have not responded to requests for comment this is not Gates's first affair nor is it his first with a man Followed up with another cryptic tweet saying, I've had some strange conversations with Matt Gates's former people over the last few months, including the person who hosted his watch party. Cameras everywhere, Maddie. In another tweet, Jones claimed Gates's office was in upheaval after the FBI allegedly got its hands on photos of the congressman making out with young men. Source in Matt Gates' office says the office is... Okay, that's the same thing I just read. Neither Gates nor Valdez have commented on the affairs rumors. Gates' new wife, Ginger, has also been quiet on the matter. But Twitter has been having a filled day with this story. Most people appear to find the whole thing stupid and amusing rather than taking it seriously. She is Rebecca Jones is from Florida, so it's possible that she would have people that know Matt Gates. A lot of smoke. And a lot of times where there's smoke, there is fire. Let's talk about another uh, congressman. This one from New York. 
maybe he'll move down to Florida eventually because he is a little Jew-ish. <laughs> Speaker McCarthy says that George Santos will be removed from Congress if ethics probes find that he broke the law. By him? Because his constituents voted for him. I do not have the power simply because if I disagree with somebody or what they have said, that I remove them from elected office. Now, I will hold him to the same standard I hold anyone else elected to Congress. If for some way, when we go through ethics, that he has broken the law, or you know, then we will remove him. But it's not my role. I believe in the rule of law. I think he might have killed Epstein. And if I was to hold the standard that if somebody lied, Joe Biden couldn't be president right now. He told us we, he had three degrees. He flat, graduated first in his class. The numerous times. Come before. on, man. So let's not. I mean, that's true, but also, I mean. Voted for him. Trump couldn't have been president either, you know. <laughs> first in his class. The numerous times before. So let's not be sensational. The American public. with Nelson Mandela against apartheid. I'll throw some in there for you. He has responsibility to uphold what they voted for to work and have their voice here, but at any time, if it rises to a legal level, we will deal with it then. There you go. That is the Speaker of the House, the George Santos saga, which, let me show you why George Santos even happened. He ran for Congress in 2020. Look at these numbers. In 2020, George Santos, running as a Republican in in the same district, New York's third, captured 161 9,301 votes, lost by 12.5 points. In 2022, he captured 145,824 votes. So. What, 15,000 less? 14,000 less than he he got the first time, but won by seven and a half points. Lost by 12 and a half points the first time with more votes. Why was the vote so depressed in... Uh, in New York, what, what in the, what in the hell, what in the hell, dude? New York and California lost the Democrats Congress. The fuck is going on? George Santos killed Jeffrey Epstein. In a resurfaced 2020 interview, George Santos claimed he met Jeffrey Epstein and entertained the idea that he could still be alive. That's what somebody who killed Jeffrey Epstein would say. <laughs> in a recently resurfaced interview, resurf- in recently resurfaced interview, Representative George Santos claimed that he had met Jeffrey Epstein, the convicted sex offender who died by apparent suicide in a Manhattan jail in 2019. Santos who at the time of the interview was a congressional candidate, also entertained the conspiracy theory that Epstein could still be alive. Do we 
Do we have the 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 video? That's not gonna be the video. Of the rule. That, that's it. That's it. It's not video. It's audio. Blog Talk Radio. I've scrubbed to it. Until we do this. Uh, you, you know, if Seattle... Um, you know, and this, man. But I, I, I want to get your thoughts on that. But since you're... Susan Rice or... Come on. No, I have clipped <laughs> content from uh, most conservative one. radio shows, but not this one. You yep, know, uh, I appreciate really, it. And, really and then also the one more thing. thing. Yeah, go one ahead. One more thing, Rory. I am actually self-funded. I don't ask people for money. I ask for their vote. Is this Devolder? That's very, very important. I, Votes win elections. I love so it. Anybody here out in the 4th District, looks, go vote. And, I, and it looks as of now that you're... No, that's not him. ...control, you know. Uh, absolutely, my friend. Amen. Alleluia. Uh, Amen. We'll talk very soon. God bless. God bless you. Yep. All righty. Thank you. Um, I want to welcome... Are we welcoming? Hello. Are you are you Anthony Devolder? Hello. Is this me? Are you Anthony Devolder? Wow, this is an amazing podcast. Hello. Riff Roaring Rory Salter oh, well that, Show. Well, that's why. Oh, my God. That's what. Guys, wow. How how foolish am I? How foolish am I? For the last minute, I had my microphone on mute. Holy shit. How does this stuff happen? It probably was because I'll tell you how it happens. with the spider that was crawling next to my face. In my studio. Right wingers are no morons. Joke, no joke, everybody. Um, let's go back. Uh, I want to welcome political science professor and popular podcaster. He's also worked in oh. law enforcement, Nick Giordano. Nick wins, and that actually Nick Turducken? No. The, the Sanders campaign, or the Sanders uh, people, the Bernie bros, the, the uh, anarcho-communists, the neo-Marxists. It damages their case because then, you know, just uh, some beacon of hope there. Right, right. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of I mean, so here's the thing. And then there's a lot of problems with the Republican Party, you know? Um, there's a lot of problems. Why I love Trump because Trump is pro policy. He's not a Republican, he's not a Democrat. He's pro policy. He's what pro policy? We need more of that. Whatever benefits Trump and his tank. Bullshit. Well, and I mean, it's so, yes, we do. But the main thing that we have to I'm sorry, I was trying to find Anthony DeVolder. Okay. Okay, return of the founding fathers, guardians. Did I skip past it? Was we it the first interview? Limiting the taxes. We will treat you right, but leave those. What a song! What a song! Happy Tuesday, everybody! Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sodder Show. It has it has George Santos first. It's great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since last week. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I hope it went well. I, I want George Santos. 
Black Lives Matter. It never was about. That's not George Santos. You know, I, I I was there the last time I was there. Is that it? I was there for a, I was there for like three nights. I think the De Blasio may have her bad, but if and if you think he was bad, Big Bird's worse. You know, Bill He's De Blasio so has Is that Santos? Is that Anthony DeVolder? I can't even think. I mean, you know, I'm gonna tell you. We uh we did the Patriot Patrol on April Fools. I can't do it. I can't keep up the character. The Patriot Patrol. George Santos killed uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Confirmed. We gotta get back into more heavy shit. We were having fun, weren't we? Uh... Trigger warning for, like, discussion of rape, death, college. This is a wild story. Judge says video intended to clear suspects in LSU student rape actually show that the crime occurred. Suspects had hoped the footage shot inside the car would prove their innocence, with the attorney claiming it shows what happened to LSU student was a tragedy, but definitely not a crime. A video that four men hoped would exonerate them of the rape of a Louisiana State University student has instead proven that a crime did occur, according to a judge. Hours after an attorney for two of the suspects claimed it showed the late 19-year-old had consented to sex. Kayvon DeAndre Washington, 18, a 17-year-old male who has not been named due to his age, and Everett Lee, 28, and Casson Carver, 18, have been charged with the rape of 19-year-old student Madison Brooks before she was struck by a car and killed. Is there like a local news hit attached to this? She was sexually assaulted by the four men in a car before they dropped her off along a road in the early hours of 15th on the 15th of January. A driver then hit the 19-year-old and she died later in the hospital. Mr. Washington and the 17-year-old have been charged with third-degree rape. Mr. Lee, who is Mr. Washington's uncle, Mr. Carver, 18, are charged with principal to rape. The three adult suspects appeared in court on Tuesday where their bond was set and prosecutors vowed to upgrade charges against them. At the bond hearing, 19th Judicial District Judge Brad Myers said that he had watched a video filmed by one of the four suspects inside the car with Brooks. The judge said the video shows the suspects callously laughing at the drunk 19-year-old woman as she slurred her words. He also reviewed footage taken from the Reggie's bar which showed Brooks falling over and struggling to stand in front of at least one of the suspects before they left the, the bar together. That poor girl. My God. So 
suspects had hoped the footage shot inside the car would prove their innocence with an attorney for Mr. Washington and the 17-year-old claiming hours earlier that it shows she consented. Attorney Ron Haley told KSALA ahead of the court appearance that the video shows Brooks was intoxicated but not to the point that she could not lawfully give consent or answer questions during sex with the suspect. Fuck those douchebags. I don't know what the kitten's doing over there. Heavenly yelling at Good morning. Brian Koberger, the murderer in Idaho, was having intimate meetings with police before the murders. In these intimate meetings. Jenkins, it was a great pleasure to meet with you today and share my thoughts and excitement regarding the research assistantship for public safety. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Uh, best regards, Brian. He applied for this internship for fall 2022. Obviously, just very, very strange to think about what we know now. The fact that he was having these intimate meetings with the police department. He wanted to be a Dexter. Wow. An online meeting with the then chief of the department, Gary Jenkins, according to emails between Koberger and Jenkins obtained by the New York Times. Koberger sent Jenkins an email on April 12th, 2022, saying it had been a great pleasure. Here's a picture of Koberger. Is his jail outfit. Three Nuggets, new details on Koberg applying for research assistant position. Kaylee Gunglaves reported a missing person sighting in 2021. Koberger's attorney represented Zonda Canoodle's mom. Yes, that's a conflict of interest that has apparently came out during court. A lawyer in the Brian Koberger case was representing the mom of one of the victims. Brian Koberger's court-appointed attorney was representing the mother of one of the four students he is accused of killing before taking the case, raising questions for legal experts about whether it poses a conflict of interest. Ann Taylor, the chief of the Kootenai, Kootenai County uh, Public Defender's Office began representing Koberger, 28, after he was extradited to Idaho, where he was charged with four counts of first-degree murder and one count of felony burglary. Records show Taylor filed an attorney withdrawal notice in the Kootenai County Court for Canoodle's mother, Kara Canoodle, on January 5th, the same day Koberger made an initial appearance at the Lata County courtroom. 
The substitute attorney, Christopher Schultz, is listed as a conflict public defender in the court documents. Merkin, good evening. Since Taylor took over the public defender's office in 2017, her office has defended the parent in four cases. News Nation reported that in the most recent case, drug charges were filed against Kara Kernodal on November 19th, less than a week after the murders took place. Taylor is now listed as an inactive attorney in the case. So it sounds like she did what she needed to do. Take herself off of that case to put herself on this case. I would assume she feels he... He needs more attention. He's the bigger case. He's the... Because even even a murderer deserves a good defense in this country. I believe that. People people talk about the Second Amendment and how much they love it. I wish there was a reverence for the Fourth and Fifth Amendments. Oh God, this one's heartbreaking. A Florida woman killed her mentally ill husband. We think it was supposedly like a murder-suicide pack that they made. It was some sort of... He was terminal and mentally ill and in the hospital. We have standoff footage with the fucking cops. This is the cops having a standoff with the woman who is now facing murder charges. This happened on January 21st. Drop the gun right now! Drop the gun! Drop the gun! You got any eyes out, Stars? What's that? You got any eyes? I can't see. The she's sitting right behind the bed. Yeah, she's on the other side of the bed. Oh, it's a black revolver. I've a visitor. Bailey shot her terminally ill husband inside a Florida drop hospital. He's taken into custody over drop the weekend. The just drop it. Just put it on the ground and slide it away from you. Drop the gun. I got you. I got you. You can't open the outside. Hey, here. They used a taser to subdue her. Drop the gun. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. We got time. Back up. Back up. We got time. We got time. They're saying she fired. Into the, ste- into the ceiling. There's a four-hour standoff. Drop the gun! Drop the gun! Told officers her 77-year-old husband had been ill for some time. Tell me what's going on. I don't want to hurt him. Tell me what's going on. Right here. Drop! They had planned the shooting together. That's what I was thinking. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what's, we don't, I don't want to hurt you. We she don't faces first degree murder, two counts of aggressive assault with a deadly weapon with intent Just to kill. Talk to me. Talk to me. What's going on? Apparently she backed out. She couldn't do it. In jail, no bond. Oh, this poor woman. Oh, this poor fucking woman. Oh my God.
heartbreaking. I don't, I don't know that she should face those charges. I don't know that she should be in a jail. Should she be in some facility getting treated for the trauma she just went through? It's all speculation, DJ. Mr. Balls, my... My, my brand is kind of watching these offbeat videos that the, the rest of the news isn't giving you, isn't it? Like, that's it's kind of what I'm good at. I'm good at this. It's a blessing and a curse. It's my burden to bear. It's my cross to bear, right? I'm not upset. I mean, yeah, like it's, it's, it is a little upsetting. I even like I'm gonna be honest, like I like I I, I tear up kinda often here on this show. We talk about some really horrific things. <laughs> At least I'm still fucking I have feelings. I think I think some of you walking around out there you can't feel feelings, like Dennis on It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh no, I'm in a weird place, Mr. Balls. Weird funk. Wild, you guys can notice that shit. Damn you. Uh, fucking kidding. White man attacks black YouTube prankster for grabbing his luggage at the airport and pretending to run off with it. Holy shit. Igloo, good evening, my friend. So glad to see you. You you missed out on general breed love. Let's watch the video here. White man attacks a black YouTuber for taking his luggage. YouTube prank. YouTube prankster apparently gets millions of fucking views, probably. Just by grabbing people's luggage. I saw one of these the other day, but I'm still, I'm usually cynical about whether these are set up. Because I saw one the other day where, like, uh, this dude was, like, trying to, uh, uh, like, do something to this guy's, like, girlfriend, like, peck her on the shoulder or some shit as they were going up an escalator. And the dude, like, grabbed and pulled him across the escalator. He's like, whoa. And the guy was like, oh, no, no, no. It's a prank. It's a prank. It's a YouTube prank. <laughs> and the guy was cool about it. Um... I don't think this is this guy's being cool about it. Bullshit. Let go of my hair. Let go of my hair. Calm down. They're getting somebody to come. They're getting somebody to come. I'm not gonna fight you. You you assaulted me. Next one's no. You assaulted over there. No. Get this man's camera, please. Don't touch me. Don't fucking touch me, buddy. Don't touch me. I didn't touch you. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me, bro. Don't touch me. Don't touch me, sir. Get out! 
Sir, you were in the right until you started assaulting that guy. No, this shit went blurry on the camera. It's cool. It's blurred on the camera. Did you get him to sign a release? Or is this a is this a bystander or something? He got arrested. Oh my god. Was the neighborhood talk? Who was wrong in the situation? Fry Fi, Fry Fi Forty Two. What is going on, my friend? Thank you for being a freaking follower. We 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 were watching this YouTuber who apparently goes up and like pranks people by grabbing their luggage at an airport, like get assaulted by a dude when he grabbed their luggage. I just like I wouldn't go up and grab somebody's luggage it's probably not a good idea because you might get your hair fucking pulled like that I'm not gonna fight you 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 assaulted me next Lindsay no you assaulted over there no get this man's camera please don't touch me don't fucking touch me I like how he swatted at him it was like you swatting a fly don't touch me, bro. Don't touch me. Don't touch me, son. I mean, as a content creator, I would, uh, I would be coming myself. Like, holy shit. I can't believe this happened to me. I, I think you're in the right to deck somebody if they tried to, like, bail with your luggage. This whole, oh, I'm a YouTube prankster. Don't fly, Jack. That dude don't know a YouTube prankster. What the fuck is a YouTube? I just said that was my bag, and he got to the bag with oh, the police. Oh, uh, then the police have to come in and, and, and yell real loud and assert their dominance. The airport cops had it. Austin police had to come in and start yelling and shit. Alright, now we're gonna go to of course it's in of course it's in Florida. I don't know where the I don't know where the video we just watched came from, but the one before it was from Florida. And the one before that was almost Florida, Louisiana. Always fucking Florida. A woman. Canadians acting up again. Oh shit. Is a woman getting arrested after a fight with an airline worker? Those Canucks. We didn't, we didn't really get to see what caused the altercation. I don't know what the Canadian thing is. I don't know those are Canadians. You're in Miami. Maybe the flight was from. Welcome to Miami.
Florida man, that's a fucking Florida man. So you gotta say, it has such a connotation to it. So much crazy shit. Which I mean, Florida has a robust population, has a diverse population. It's, it's an area that attracts weirdos because of, you know, the tourism industry, old people retiring because of the temperament climate. Open public record laws. Yeah, sunshine laws. That helps as well. There's a lot of reasons to play into Florida being spotlighted a lot. And, okay, so... This is one of the first things they teach you in a statistics class is that uh, murders go up when ice cream sales go up. I think she had leggings on, I thought. Me, 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 me. I thought she had leggings on. The murders go up when ice cream sales go up. But that's you don't you don't take away from that that ice cream causes murder. What's called a lurking variable under the underneath, and it's that ice cream sales go up and murders go up in warmer weather. So crazier things happen in warmer weather. This is like a proven fact. Get a large population in warmer weather. Not only is it you know, it's not just the temperature that causes people to not act right. It's the fact that you know a warmer climate you will be outside more you will be interacting with people more community like florida where it's a retirement community there's people that are gonna have free time on their hands there's just all kinds of it's uh, all kinds of shit factors into that just like just like gender all kinds of shit factors into gender Oh, you an animal video. Let me make it. Uh, I don't know that we want. No, I think we watched that one. I don't know. It's it's cold. A lot of people. A lot of people getting uh, the cold weather today. So this this will. This will warm your heart on a cold, cold day. It'll melt his icy heart with a warm island song. Now we're gonna gonna freeze his hot heart with a cool island song. Good morning, Jake. Good morning, Jake. What's up, Jake? This is a doggy daycare bus. They've got a service. Doggy daycare. How fucking cute is that? Look at these shits. Bus. <laughs> 
The puppy's just sitting out in the... Sitting out there waiting on the boss. Hey, you're not buckled in. That's wild. Yeah, why are you not buckled in? Excited. Look at that tail wag. Oh, he likes seeing his friends at the doggy daycare. Oh, oh my God. Good morning, Jake. Mo Mountain Mutts. Hey. Mo underscore Mountain underscore Mutts. You want to follow them on TikTok. That's what we're watching right now. They're all the fucking I let all of them love on me. Look at these babies. He's just like he's just laying there in the snow, waiting on the bus. Is that a husky? Exactly as you not get buckled in. Where'd your harness go? I love it. They all come in. They take their seats. This dude's really excited. I love him. He comes on and starts giving other people kisses. Good I don't know. We may just spend the next hour watching this Good video. Morning. I'll just play this video over and over again. I don't know that I can get tired of it. You gladly punch a clock for a job like a bus driver for a doggy daycare. They're all so well behaved. For those of you listening to the podcast, there what? There's ten dogs on the bus. They pick up another two or three, and the puppies. The puppies are all just sitting there. They're all so well behaved. That motherfucker was just laying in the in the snow, waiting on the bus to come. He's got such a. He's got a big tail. Uh, two, four, six. There's about ten of them. And another two or three. Look at this wee baby. Good morning, Jake. Well, good morning. Well, I'm sure this is this is a good thing for like some dogs are really needy. I I learned this from Sparkle's dog, Roxy. Roxy got really upset when Sparkles wasn't around. We're waiting for the bus. I put Roxy's blanket on her one night and I didn't put it on right. She nipped the shit out of me. Good morning, Amaru. Because Roxy was a pit bull and Roxy could be mean. Hey, this is the doggy bus. Good morning. Poor machine. Watching the doggy bus. I don't know. I don't know that I can get tired of this video. I'm definitely going to go follow them on TikTok. I try my best not to spend that much time on TikTok. But TikTok is starting to know what will get me to stop. When I go to post my own shit, TikTok is starting to know what will get me to stop and watch, which is usually food. Good morning, Jake. Animals as well. well good morning. 
damn you TikTok for learning like what I like. My buddy was like, oh yeah, it's it's at me like a uh, girl shaking their asses. That's, that's all it shows me. <laughs> I, I, TikTok is, TikTok is organic reach for a content creator right now, so I can't not take advantage of it. Good morning, Amaru. I gotta whore myself out. Good morning, Bama. Oh, I'm sorry, you got ads. Oh, well, I was gonna, I was gonna raid. I, I forgot about the ads. Sorry, War Machine. Well, how's War Machine not get any of the gift subs? People have been giving out gift subs like a motherfucker. Uh. Alright, like one more time. Maybe two more times. I don't know. Good morning, Jake. Well, good morning. Hey, I'm kind of hungry. The, the intellectual Dollar Tree is on. Look at that nub. The nub shaking. I didn't see you give him any lovin's. I didn't see you give him a head scratch. I think they all deserve a head scratch when they get on the bus. Water waiting for the I bus. assume she did. Surely she did. Good morning, Amaru. Oh, she had Fuzzy Simba. When did you even come in here? So glad to see you. Good morning, Bama. Thank you for the gift sub. No more commercials for War Machine. Because oh we might, we might watch this video another thirty minutes. Who fucking knows? I got shit to do. Good morning, Jake. Well, good morning. I mean, I know dogs have friends. They. Dogs have at least one friend, because I will be a friend to every dog. And I would assume there's a hell of a lot more people out there. She did give him head scratches, right? That's what I was worried about, because there good he morning, is. Jake. Well, good morning. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she petted him. Ain't nothing wrong with lurking. How well behaved just went and got in the seat. Wonder if they have assigned seats or they just sit in one, whichever seat they want. The, the, the puppy just sits outside. With, okay, her. Good morning, Amaru. Amaru? Uh, <laughs> owner was like just a few feet away. I saw, I saw their feet. Bama? They weren't just like laying out there in the snow by themselves. Like he's so happy. Uh, he wagging his tail so hard. Good morning, Jake. Well, good morning. It warms my cold, cold heart. See, I play you the most horrendous videos, the craziest stories. We troll the most outlandish things in the news. Then I play animal videos. I 
think it's a good formula. Water waiting for the bus. Ground dog day. Ah, <laughs> that's funny. Good morning, Amaru. I'm going to go follow them on TikTok and go watch their other videos. Hey, you're not both of You film the doggy bus every morning? I'll watch the doggy bus every morning. It's a nice bus too if you're if you're listening to this on the podcast. These puppies are riding in style. Been like, you know, fitted for doggy needs. Got it's got um, harnesses in each of the seat. Not everybody has to say hi to everybody. Yeah, it is, it's like an old uh, old people's bus. They've they've refitted an old people bus that they take uh, they take the old people to Atlantic City on. Right, that's what that is. Good morning, Amaru. The old the senior citizens field trip bus. Good morning, Bama. Oh, they all said hi to that one. And he's got his favorite friend, or maybe that's his girlfriend. Good morning, Jake. Maybe maybe that's his boyfriend. Who am I to limit the options that the, the dogs could be into? <laughs> you know they can't wait to sniff each other's butts. Just like me at the orgy. We're waiting for the bus. But, but remember, but remember, but, but remember. Life is too short to walk this earth. Put a crusty ass or wash your ass. Hey, you're not both of this. Good morning, Bama. Damn it, Tadpole. Well, I'm glad you weren't in here for uh, general uh, breed love. All the jokes we made about that, because you would have you would have made several scat jokes. I know it for a fact. I I I, I can't say it for certain, but I know it to be a fact, or whatever the fuck Bill Maher calls the segment. babies water waiting for the bus well tonight I can I can raid into uh, producer Dave like producer Dave flying solo no HK along for the ride that is the intellectual Dollar Tree hey, you're not both of this. go ahead light one up tip one back it is all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow night on Patrol Patrol Live. We can get those kisses in.